This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that always takes it to the edge and sometimes crosses the line. Now, Chelsea's season finally starts with a bang. Uh, we all knew the perfect antidote to a dismal start to the season would be a game against perennial bottle merchants Arsenal, and so it proved. Public enemy number one, Diego Costa, mugged off the whining goons with a display of calculated rage and dark arts. And of course, the arse capitulated in a froth of indignity and injustice, only surpassed by the copious amounts of froth-laden latte they drink. Perfect. Chelsea are back. And so are we. I am Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast, winning at all costa groan tumbleweed <laughs> there we go well i think i'll just go home unappreciative bunch of well no let's not get into the swearing just yet there's plenty of time for that uh, right so you know who i am um around the table tonight we have the wonderful wonderful ever so posh clive driver on the wing o'connell without his bike tonight Good evening, Church. I thought I'd not like her up just for once. You, you have no idea how appreciative I am about the fact I saw yeah. you walk in here in your suit, not lycra up. Wet lycra on a night like this wouldn't have been too happy after no. a couple of hours sitting down. On a leather, leather seat, you'd have been squeaking as yeah. well. You'd have played Squishing havoc. and squeaking. If there was a sound engineer for this show, you'd have been playing Havoc with him. It wouldn't have been comfortable. It would not have been comfortable. We also have, and I also say, happy birthday to Clive for last Friday. Thank you, and we celebrated it on Saturday. Good man. And we have another birthday boy whose birthday was yesterday. We have the lovely Dan Silver in the house. Evening, Chich. It's fantastic to see you. I was actually very delighted to see you both in the pub afterwards as well. A very nice new beer we found. Yes, we did. Yes, we won't reveal what it is. No, no, no. no. Uh, Because we don't want everybody going there. Anyway, it's great to see you. It's lovely to see you tonight. Now, last but by no means least, we have his debut on the show. Although he has, as he reminded me, he was uh, on a Skype call when we used to do it on the telly. 
And, of course, he listens every week, bless his heart, and he's in the Mixler chat room with Norm. Yes, I think a round of applause for that. I'm, I'm not in the Mixler chat room, actually. He's not in the Mixler. Clive will be in the Mixler chat room tonight. I, I, I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm as in. well as being here. Someone from yeah. the group is in there. Yeah, I know. He's, oh, hi- he's Richard Weeks, we should say, because we haven't yes. introduced you. But Richard, in fact, has hired somebody to do his Mixler <laughs> chatting for him. He's my runner boy. You know, that's how, that's how important <laughs> Richard is. Richard's lovely to see you on the show for the first time. It's nice to be here. What about my birthday? And when was your birthday? Uh, about two months ago. That's a long time ago, mate. That's, that's, that's kind of history. I feel left out. Yeah, we're not scousers. We, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't discuss anything after Fair about enough. two weeks. All right? It was my birthday, you know, in August. But I don't Happy talk birthday, about that Happy birthday, Well, it's very kind of you. I tried to forget it because it was rather a big one. Anyway, uh, we should move on. Um, on the show tonight, uh, we'll be asking, is it right to win at all costs? And how much did we enjoy the typical meltdown by arsehole Winger? The prepubescent Arsenal fans, which is basically all of them, <laughs> and their chums in the... They, I should, I, no, I, was gonna, I won't say that because that will be misconstrued as something very politically incorrect. Their chums in the media. Guess the word that I left out. Uh, in part two, we will applaud the intensity and the desire shown by Chelsea, arguably for the first time this season. And we're going to look at Oscar's role on the side. And we're going to ask, is this the beginning of the end for date? I feel like a Churchillian moment. It's not just the... What, is it, what did Churchill say? It's not the beginning of the end, it's the end of the beginning. Okay, is it the end of the beginning then? For No, I, no. I prefer the beginning of the end. For poor old JT, who got left out. I, and that, that'll be an interesting one, I think. Uh, in part three, we're going to be talking to Richard Weeks about the We Are The Shed group, which is what he represents, uh, which will be fascinating to listen to. I can't wait for that. And as a special treat, uh, Clive will be reading out the 300th driver on the wing, uh, which goes some way to explaining if not excusing Arsenal fans. Certainly not excusing. Yes, and there's no excuse for being an Arsenal fan. No, they would point out 301 is currently up there on the Chelsea Supporters Group website. It is. I tweeted it out earlier from my Stamford Jidge account, should anybody uh, wish to have a look. It's very funny, and it's about Walsall. Uh, Not a lot happens, basically. It was a bloody difficult one to write. (laughs) It must have been. (laughs) Right, now, don't forget you can also tweet at Chelsea Fancast or post live on the chat page at Mixler, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast during the show uh, to tell us what you think about the games and anything else on Chelsea. Uh, now, uh, before we do all of that, though, I'm, I'm afraid I've got some very sad news. I'm sure many of you who are on Twitter as Chelsea supporters will already know this, but uh, uh, I learned yesterday of the passing of the lovely Kirsty Wilson, who's a massive Chelsea fan who uh, who died from cancer. Now, many of you will know uh, we here have done our best to support Kirsty during her fight. Uh, she's a listener to the show. Um, you know, we we had a little bit of Twitter banter occasionally. Now she was incredibly brave, and showed incredible humour and determination in her fight, which sadly she ultimately lost. Now, cancer, as anybody knows, who's lost anybody to cancer, is it's a horrible, horrible disease. Uh, and later on, I'll be giving you some details on how to sign a petition uh, on the lack of funding of cancer drugs and. Uh, Kirsty was obviously very well behind this, was trying to get that going, so I shall give you those details later. And also, her auntie, uh, I think Katrina, or Katrine, forgive me if I've got that wrong, uh, she's doing a sponsored run in aid of Cancer Research UK, which is a fantastic charity, uh, so I will be giving you details of how you can donate to that. Now, Kirsty's dad, Gary, has sent his thanks to all of us who have uh, supported Kirsty during her, her battle. I mean, she did, she was such a fighter. Uh, especially Andy Silverman and also Steve, AAK, uh, at CFC Mode. Now, Gary, our condolences and thoughts are with you and your family, mate. Rest in peace, Kirsty. 
Indeed. Any of you boys got anything to add to that? Um, I actually just got a message from Gary uh, Wilson. Um, I was speaking to the group um, to sort of offer our support to him if, if he wanted to sort of you know, us to help him with like a flag or anything. At, yeah. Uh, um, he just said it would be great if you could organise this as it will be my first game back against Southampton. Is it Southampton? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, next game. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> uh, and he said, I vowed I would not go without her during the fight. So it'd be nice, I think. If uh, I mean, yeah. I just had... Yeah, exactly. I think that's a wonderful... Anything we can do to help would be yeah. wonderful. Dan, you got anything to add? No, just... just no, it's just tragic. Absolutely tragic. Yeah. There was... Uh, this afternoon... Gorgeous George did some really yeah, nice tweets. About he did, her. didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Really quite touching. No, I think it's actually touched everybody's heart because she was, uh, you know, she was obviously a lovely lady. But also, as I said, I think what always impressed me about her was was just her determination to fight it, and and massively good humour during it. Real inspiration. You know, I mean, I, I I suspect I'm probably about the same age as Gary, and I, I can't think of anything worse for a parent than losing a child. So my heart goes out to him and, and the rest of his family. So there we go. Um, right, uh, we need to move on. Uh, and now we're going to have... Uh, I, I do this every bloody week. Uh, apparently we're going to be reviewing the Everton versus Chelsea match. No, no. <laughs> uh, we will be... One day I will remember to change the script. Uh, what? Which one are we going to do? We're going to do the arse, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah I remember gonna, that We're going to talk about yeah. the Arsenal. Okay, uh, right after this little stingage. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, there's no particular order to this, of course, there is, because I've written a script. And uh, if you write a script, then there is a particular order. But uh, I really wanted to start off with the, the big hot, hot issue, which, uh, um, of course, is all, all about uh, Costa and, you know, Costa, cri- Costa del crimes and uh, all the rest of the nonsense that gets absolutely spunked out by the media right after a match. I mean, I, I thought personally that, that Jose was, was hilarious afterwards by, you know, outing Costa as the man of the match and uh, criticising that pillock from the press. I think it might have been, I don't know who it was, actually. I wish I did know, but accusing him of obviously not knowing anything about football because clearly he played badminton as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and then he claimed he played rugby and well, Marino he, told him, no, he didn't. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, but the, I mean, I, I laughed at that because if he had played rugby, then he'll, I mean, if you've ever, I haven't played rugby really hardly at all. I mean, I didn't play it much at school because I got banned. That's another story. But if you, apparently, if, if you're in a scrum in rugby, far worse goes on there. Biting, oh. scratching, gouging, you know, grabbing hold of your ne- the opponent's bollocks. I mean, you know, don't give me this bullshit that rugby's a clean game without any snides because it's full of them, right? Oh, and full of drugs, full of all sorts of yeah. things. Bloodgate. Yep. Yeah. Toffs. Yeah. Toffs, yep. yeah. And people who drink their own piss. I mean, you know, it goes on. What, what is their obsession? People who drink? shit in CFC away's garden. People who put penises in yeah. pigs' mouths. And yeah. people who wear mustard trousers, <laughs> mustard cords. They wear mustard cords. And even yeah. more, they wear plenty of red trousers. Absolutely. That's <laughs> a disgraceful just, game. That's offensive. It should be banned, really, shouldn't it? Anyway, the bottom line is, I thought, you know, Jose said that, uh, that you know, he was the man of the match. I think the first question, chaps, is, you know, could, should Costa have been sent off? Well, as soon as the referee's whistle went, you just think he's going to send off one of our people because it was Mike Dean, because he'd get, not given us what was absolutely palpably a clear penalty. There was no question that that was a penalty. And you think Costa's involved, they're going to send Costa off. 
was down at the other end of the pitch. I couldn't see exactly what happened, but I was sure he was going to send Kostrov. And I was gobsmacked, but pleasantly gobsmacked, when the linesman on our side made it absolutely clear to the Mike Dean that it had to be Gabrielle going off. I mean, the interesting thing is, I mean, you and, and Dan are both in the West, yeah. Dan. Richard's mm. clearly up in the shed. I was the nearest to the incident, and yet I saw none of it. <laughs> and largely because I was following the ball and the action, so I completely missed all the argy-bargy that was going on between him and Koscielny. And, and you know, it was just I just didn't see it, you know, in a true wonderful wanger-type style, you know. Then I watched it on Match of the Day, but they mm. didn't actually show the bit yeah. where Costa goes down. Yeah. They, yeah. And he was, it the... just starts from when Costa's on the floor, which cuts out 50% or more of the story. Mm. They, always, they do that a lot on Match of the Day, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they were very judicious with their editing. They did a very, ni- they did a very snide thing on Match of the Day too, actually, Clive, which I watched last night, where the little package that they cut for the Chelsea match... They, they, they actually cut... Uh, right, you, you, you might remember this, but Mourinho, when Branagh did a, a, a pretty reckless tackle, it cut to Mourinho, and Mourinho was patting his arm, and I think saying... Basically, I think he was saying, look, you're the captain, you need to be more responsible than that. They cut that little bit of Mourinho in, out of complete context, mm. with something else, and then they yeah. had a, a little Mourinho box, picture-in-picture, picture of what he was saying about the Costrans. BBC Salford. Yeah. The sooner they lose their licence fee... Yeah. The better, I say. I mean, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I just had it with the BBC. Had it. I I, I love Match of the Day. As much as I, I, know, how, I know how much they, they clip this, that and the other, but I seriously look forward to Match of the Day. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if know. we win, if we lose, I don't watch it. It's like bloody heroin. Yeah. You hate it, but you have to keep doing it. Um, I mean, the interesting thing, Dan, was I, I mean, I did, I did watch uh, Match of the Day on Saturday, and I, 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 the, the weird thing is, is that uh, I thought that Ian Wright on uh, BT Sport and even Ferdinand who was a bit of a cock but basically wasn't too bad but particularly Shearer and Danny Murphy interestingly as people who have played the game were actually fairly ambivalent about Costa and you know all this kind of you know he pushes it to the edge he's an animal he's a thug he's a this he's a that but they were like saying well you know this happens this is football yeah. Ian Wright who of course was a, a massive irritant and antagonist was, was the first to actually say well look he reminds me a bit of me you yeah. know well Shearer would be yeah. a gross hypocrite well, he, he yeah, yeah exactly in fact Danny Murphy was fairly pro-Chelsea these views Shearer was sort of you know, playing devil's advocate saying it was bad, but then you think, well, he kicked Neil Lennon in the head and got But he wasn't over the top. I mean, the interesting it's... thing, the interesting thing is that uh, there's been more... I mean, you know, we know the Arsenal fans were going to go potty about it. Uh, we knew Wenger would go potty yeah. about it because he's making... I mean, you know, I, I, I actually don't have a problem with Wenger going potty about it because he's doing what I expect. If, if I was an Arsenal fan, I would want my manager to come out and make as much distraction... Mm-hmm as much uh, chaff out there to distract away from that we played like a bunch of girls and got beaten again yeah. by Chelsea. And actually Mourinho does it after every game that we don't play well in. He does the same. So I, I don't have a problem with him doing that. I do have a problem with the way that the media leapt on it and came out with the most unbelievable invective. Uh, Michael Calvin and Danny Taylor particularly, yeah. Dan. I think Danny Taylor is a one. Yeah, he Manchester. is a one, isn't he? Yeah. There's, there's, there, there is a campaign against Chelsea. We all, you know tongue-in-cheek but there is and we get so much bad press compared to other teams I mean last year you had Aguero on Luis a couple of years ago you had Yaya Torre kicking players there's absolutely no consistency when it comes to A the FA dealing with stuff retrospectively and B the press reporting it in a fair in a fair manner but mm. it was about the press that, that, yeah. that wonderful comment was that power without responsibility is the prerogative of the harlot they're a bunch of tarts yeah. there's, any, <laughs> there's, one, there's one or two decent journals out there um, but the rest well, is just... Well, Dom Fyfield, Martin Samuel, 
Henry Winter. And Henry Winter. Yeah. But they're yeah. decent journalists, but they keep bad company. Yeah. I, I think, you know, I was tweeting Ollie Glanville well, earlier on. I was tweeting Ollie Glanville earlier on about this. And actually, the, you know, I think that the, the point is, you know, Dom, uh, Henry, and Martin are leaders. And I think the other journalists are all followers. So they all leap on the same issue. And then the pack mentality. You know, there's no originality there. There's no, no, there's no thought. There's no intellect in it. It's just bandwagon jumping. Gutter journalism. It's just, it's, it's, no, it's not even gutter. It's just poor journalism. It's rubbish. When I used to make TV, you know, the thing that uh, my, you know, bosses would always want, they want, an, they want a new angle. What they always wanted was something new, something different, something that was mildly outspoken. Yeah, yeah sure, they wanted viewers and ratings and all the rest of it. But the last thing they wanted was to you to come out the same bollocky tribe that everybody else did. Mm-hmm. And I, I really do not know how many of these are stealing a living. I think, it's frightening. I think the problem is that, unfortunately, now because of Twitter, like, all they have to Instant do is... Instant gratification, yeah, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, they, they tweet something anti-Chelsea, and all of a sudden, regardless of what it is, it's retweeted a thousand times. Yeah, so, because it gets more clicks. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really... It's just but, such a sham, isn't it? But, uh, what I love about those journalists on Twitter is they complain about being trolled. I've been trolled by Ollie Holt once. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tweeted something which had nothing to do with him. He somehow picked it up and started sending me abuse. <laughs> and it was got, really you got know what you very personal. You know what you should have done? Little... You, just, you keep it going, Ollie, because I'm a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Bring oh, it on. Sorry, Bring when, he, it on. when he heard that I was a lawyer, he started accusing me of being very boring. Because <laughs> apparently being a lawyer is very boring. Yeah. Being you a know what you should do? If, if you ever get grief from Ollie Holt again, whatever I may have, be, may have been or whatever I may have done, Ollie, at least my mum wasn't an actress in Coronation Street. This is true. <laughs> okay, yeah. Where do you go after that? Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> you know, you're not even good enough to have been an actor in Coronation <laughs> Street. Anyway, um, as I was say, with the actually Costa thing, I think the first thing the first thing I said when he went off is he's been our man in the match, but he's also been on the ball, probably our worst player on the pitch. I don't think he played Who? very well. Acosta. I don't think he played very well, and yet he won us the game because of his antics. If, yep. you, if you look at the stats comparing the first six games this season with six games last season, they're just there's no yeah. comparison. And it's the number of uh, the com- conversion rate is absolutely woeful. Yeah. And the, mm. the other thing is, he committed no fouls on the weekend. He didn't get back yeah. any free kicks. Apparently, he's not been sent off since 2009. 12. 10. 10. 10. 12. 9, 12. 2 for 10, 1 for 9, 1 for 12. 10 gets it. 10, I think. <laughs> this is going to be his Still quite first. Oh, missed, sorry, his second banning in He's England. missed 12 games in three years through suspension. Yeah. I know. Look, yeah. look, look. I mean, you know, I think that's a, that's a really good link into it. But before you get into that, I just wanted to say I, I agree with you. I, I don't think Costa, you know, is back to full effectiveness and form yet. But what he did on Saturday was he fought for everything. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody in the pub afterwards about this, and I, and I said, look, you know, I can, I can cope with my players being out of form. I can, compl- can cope with my players being not good enough or shit. But the minimum I expect is that they fight for everything. Yeah. And, and he gave 150%. And, you know, I think he, he absolutely, absolutely deserved the rapturous applause yeah. that he got when he walked off the yeah. pitch because I, I, he fought for the cause. I want players to play with all the passion yeah. that the crowd have. Yeah. They just do that. Fight like your uh, fans, Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joey, no Joey, that, Joey Jones. Joey yeah. Jones. Yeah. I mean, that's why we love Joey Jones. Yeah. Exactly. You it's, know, it's all about passion, commitment, the passion for the shirt, the passion for the game, and yeah. Diego's got that in abundance. Yeah, he has. You see it yeah. week in, week out, and it was infectious as well. The other players stepped up yeah. to it because he was giving it like that. Yeah. They and, followed and, him, and, and actually, whatever happens with this ridiculous FA charge. The good thing is 
There is a much more of a siege mentality going on. You're not seeing crap going around on the social media about, oh, should we get rid of Ivanovic or get rid of this or that or the other? And, oh, is it time that Mourinho went? No, everybody's getting united now, angry and pointing in the right direction. It was the the perfect storm in many respects, wasn't it? It really, really was. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing is, though, if you're a Chelsea supporter, quite rightly, you love Diego Costa. If you're a Chelsea supporter, quite rightly, you love Jose Mourinho. If you're a Chelsea supporter, you don't give a damn how they play, what they do to win, because actually all you're interested in is three points. Um, if you're anybody else, you hate us. You hate Costa, you hate Mourinho, and you hate the way we play. Um, and, and unless, that, unless you're that absolute twerp Piers Morgan, who would well, love to have Mourinho replace Fenger, but also admitted that he would love to have Costa play yeah, for Arsenal. Yeah, well, fair play. But I mean, the thing is, though, is that... You know what? What we were criticised of, I think most, a lot of the invective when it was was less hyperbolic, was very much around. Um, well, the thing that's wrong with Chelsea and Mourinho and Costa is that they basically will win at all costs. Uh, they'll do anything they can to win. Now, I did see one or two tweets from people that I was surprised by, saying, "I love Costa and everything, but you know, sometimes he crosses the line, and I wish he wouldn't. I wish he'd stop fighting with people, just play football." Frankly, I don't give a shit. I, I, I want him to fight. I want him to be mental. I want him to do what he did yesterday, which is to help, or Saturday, which is to help us beat Arsenal. I don't mind this win at all cost mentality because I would rather be a winner than a loser. And to be so, honest, what do, I would be interested to know what you lot think about that, Richard. I, to be honest, I actually I love when there's a fight on the pitch. Yeah, because like, <laughs> it just it just get it just gets it gets on a boring match. Even if it's a boring match or an exciting yeah. match, if there's a fight on the pitch, all of a sudden everybody gets involved. Yeah, I like, bet you. Tell you what, when, a, when there's a fight on the pitch, you won't hear me because you're at the opposite ground. But I guarantee you, whenever there's a fight on the pitch, I am the first to go Chelsea Agro, Chelsea Agro. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. But I, one more thing as well is I think like, everyone was you know after on social media, everyone was all the Arsenal fans were Costa's a thug. Costa should get banned. Costa's you know he's a disgrace. Uh, said the team that wanted to buy Suarez for forty million. Yeah, you know, yes. I mean, he's a cannibal as well. So you know, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the addition. The beauty is you need, you need that. You got a job with the power and the strength. Torres was a lightweight. He never really put himself mm. about. You look at Costa. You look, mm. even going back to when we had Mark Hughes. Tor- Torres was a perfect Arsenal player in many yeah. respects. You put him in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we go back to school. It was nice. all about his hair. Nice hair. I said yeah. you before, he's a modern day Mark Hughes. I yeah. said you before we were on yeah. air. When he played for United, Mark Hughes was an absolute horrible person. Do you know what, Dan? That's a that's a brilliant, brilliant thing to yeah. say because I, I hated Mark Hughes oh, with a passion. I hated him. Yeah. The minute he turned up at Chelsea, I loved him. Me too. And then Absolutely the minute he started managing other clubs, I started um, to dislike him yeah, as well. The Vicenza game, when he got that overhead kick for the third goal to yeah. put us through. It just, Knocked himself out yeah. of the brace. I mean, I, I loved him because actually, you want players that are going to fight for the team on the pitch. Aggression from top to bottom. You got it. But, with but that shows up the hypocrisy of a lot of the press and television pundits is that you get a Mark Hughes team playing now and everyone says, well, that's good, mm. solid football. This is how football ought to be played. You get Diego Costa playing. This is outrageous. He's gone over the top. Mitch, Do you remember Mitch. that game against Blackburn in 2005? Yeah. yeah. The press were, oh, nothing wrong there. Yeah. Absolutely. This is well, out- no, that's all right because it was Chelsea they were yeah. kicking. Oh, absolutely. You know. It's just it, hypocrisy. It, 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 Newcastle, Mitrovic, who's had one red card and three yellows in four games and he's, Going in like a lunatic, and no one said, "Oh, it's okay. He's played for Newcastle, but don't matter." Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the other thing is, is that you see everybody's I, I, second favourite. I, I, I think the other yeah. thing, because I mean, we're kind of talking about the media and and, and and everything, which I think is quite interesting. But um, I think the other thing about them is that you know they don't have the myopia and the tribalism and actually the the loyalty that we have mm-hmm. to Chelsea. So they try and sit themselves above all of that fray as neutral. So actually, they're, they're only interested in. Is it 
is it lovely football? You know, am I entertained? I mean, that, I mean in, in some respects, and I think this is where a lot of them don't get it. I mean, there are some that do. But it's all about the entertainment. It's all about the spectacle. Because they're not wedded. In, they don't have an invested interest like we do. I mean, we don't care. I mean, actually, you know, I thought it was a fantastically entertaining game. Yeah, you know, game. I thought there was some great football played. It was a proper derby. They were kicking lumps out of each other whenever they had the chance. People were up for it. That, for me, is entertainment. It wasn't tick-a-tack. But I'm not a neutral, Dan. No, but it wasn't tick The press don't care about beautiful football either. What you don't the think pre- they do? What the press care Moral about? high ground, no, they do. It's column inches. Yeah. That's all mm. they give a damn about. I like a bit of a length. Yeah. yeah. They measure each other's columns, see who's got <laughs> the biggest do. one. You well, you know, thankfully none of them have stuck them in a pig's head. So, you know. This is yeah. true. They might be bad, but they're not that well, bad. Well, Matt, I just on that subject, I find <laughs> one aspect of our society absolutely hypocritical, where somebody can go and do that to a poor dead pig's head, and yet Costa is the one who's charged by the FA. The <laughs> FA have been silent on that subject. Yeah. I think we ought to hear no, from you. Yeah. Well, talking about that, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I've got the right raving hump about that, because... You know, again, it's been it's it's trial by media and actually worse. It's trial by Wenger and trial by what uh, about David Cameron? No, no. (laughs) going back to the you know the the cost cost has been charged. You know, blah 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 blah. I thought Wenger's comment on Cameron was, "I didn't see it (laughs) until it was too late." Yeah, but uh, I was dressed as a pig. It just reminds me of that bloke. I, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who made the comment last week. When Jonathan, no, let's not go back there. Anyway, the bottom line is they've charged. They've charged Costa. It's trial by Wenger. It's trial by media who were crying out for it, very much like they did when Costa got done for the thing he did with Skirtle or Chan, and, and with SCN and with various other yeah, parts. It's the same old, same old, same old. And I, I think you know, frankly, if, Ch- if 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 Costa gets banned again by the FA on this basis. Uh, frankly, I think Chelsea should turn around. Number one, they should say, right, uh, we've had enough of you, FA. You're not fit for purpose. You're cl- you've clearly got a campaign about us, and we are going to withdraw from the FA Cup. We're not going to play in your competition anymore. Uh, you know, it's all about your brand and your money, and we're one of the biggest attractions here, basically. And secondly, I think we should ban all of the journalists from Stamford Bridge. I think the second one. It's going to write shit about you. Yeah. They might as well yeah. not, not give them any hospitality. But why not apply to join the French League? There's only one team in the French League at the moment. They need another one. PSG. Yeah. That'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. But get yeah. way trips to Marseille and Nice. Mm-hmm. And Mind you, are. Clive, I mean, having been involved with the whole UEFA appeal, uh, Chelsea's appeal, you know, I got in, in, involved with that a little bit recently. It's absolutely abundantly clear that UEFA hate us even more than FIFA do. This is true. Um, FIFA and FA. We and are, we are Millwall, aren't we? We have become Millwall. It's, it's you know, wonderful. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Hate our, us our, Arsenal want. fans call us Millwall with money, but I don't yeah. care about well, that I call either. them Scousers of London, so no, touche, you know. Anyway, we should move on very quickly. It took about five minutes to discuss the, the, the reprehensible human being that is uh, Arsehole Winger. Um, and I mean the lovely thing about I mean just 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 pick up on a couple of things I, I scribbled down I think some of them we 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 we've uh, we've already mentioned but uh, one of the things I think we should pick up I mean the absolute meltdown by Wenger and his and his fans particularly and the thing that the thing that occurred to me was um, isn't it interesting how it's a bit like you know I used to say this about dogs and their owners you know you'd quite often see quite fat bald headed sturdy blokes with a bulldog they looked a bit like a bulldog you'd see quite tall, thin, wiry people with a greyhound. You know, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. dog, dogs in their was, own there seem to go together. On television as yeah. well at one time. I think football uh, clubs, football fans and football managers, are, you know, kind of also have the same thing. Yeah. There is no better manager for Arsenal and their screaming, whining, prepubescent fans than Arsene Wenger. 
They they t- they deserve each other. Uh, they uh, embody each other. That's why we've had managers like uh, Sexton and Marino, really stylish managers who personify yeah. Chelsea. Chelsea is style. Absolutely, you're Chelsea getting it. You're getting style. it. I bet Wenger wears red trousers. <laughs> Undoubtedly. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to do up the zip, of course. But Probably yeah. doesn't have socks. Arsenal fans do, but it would have to have the Arsenal logo on it. Yeah, and they'd yeah. be rolled up, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. they? Hoxton trousers. I mean, the bottom line is, I mean, the, the thing that I wrote down, it's, it's quite funny reading the script back when I haven't really thought about it, because I wrote it yesterday, and I just write down a bit of a stream of conscience, but I've, I've written here. Uh, he, as in Wenger, he is mentally weak, his team is mentally weak, and so are the fans. Managers and fans deserve it. I think that's pretty much I mean, nails it, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Apart from Claude. Oh, you see, <laughs> Claude. I like Claude. So do I. Yeah. I like fan. Claude, yeah. He, he got Ty with his way in the club shop. Yeah. He got the other... Mo. What a, oh, yeah. Claude, though, is a, he's had some problems. And I think yeah. that a lot of the crap that goes on with trolls and things hitting him, the guy is a deep depressive. Well, I think this whole thing is... As you know, his Twitter fame has kind of yeah. affected him because yeah. it's, it's not. He's one should kind of give him a bit of space. If I don't, reading get, room. I, I respect what he says because he's, he's a real Arsenal fan. He's dying I on like, the Arsenal. He's a and he, and he's well, we'll we, you know, we will reference him. I suspect later when we read out Clive's Arsenal driver on the wing. I didn't actually give him a mention. No, no, but, but the type. people like him. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you talk about Arsenal's class, this is what we're really talking oh, yeah. about. Okay, yeah. I'll save it yeah. for later. When fans boycott Costa. That sums a club up. Well, I put, I put, uh, out, sorry, I, I started that. Yeah. I started, uh, no, I started uh, that last night <laughs> because I, I was having a bit of a chat with somebody on the Chelsea fancast yeah. Twitter thing, and I just put up a massive, great big pick of a of a cup of Costa, which, by the way, mm. people, uh, is my favourite brand of takeaway coffee. I agree. Uh, Other coffees are available. Yeah, but I, 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 I choose Costa. So mate. I. Choose Try life. I. Choose Costa. Try latte. Anyway, I, I, I no cappuccino. Never ever a latte. Uh, but anyway, so I put a picture of a, co- a cup of Costa up there, and 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 you know said that, that this will now this will now no longer be drunk by Arsenal fans in Costa coffee. But it's and, and the chat replied boycott Costa, and I think it started from that. But it's it's hitting them where it hurts. No more latte for Arsenal fans. No. It's not good. Although around Loho, as we now talk, call Loho, <coughs> there are an incredible n- number of new artisan coffee places opening up. <laughs> I just despise them. I mean, the whole, the whole, you know, the whole campaign about it, the, the meltdown on Twitter. I mean, if I didn't, you know, pity them so desperately, I might you know, get slightly riled and annoyed about a bit. But that, I find them so pitiful. I cannot think of anything worse than being a modern-day Arsenal fan. Yeah. I mean, give your heads a wobble and have a look at yourselves in the mirror. Modern-day Scouser. Well, they are. Reason. I mean, I've been calling them they, Scousers but, of London for but, years. But they are for lots of reasons. A lot of Scousers we know in London, yeah. Scar- Scouse supporters we know yeah. in London, started supporting Scousers because they were successful in those days. Yeah. These Arsenal ones have only started supporting Arsenal from that era, yeah. that, from that era a little while ago, yeah. in history now, yeah. when they were I once mean, we, successful. Oh, after the Everton game, I was in a, the Everton Social Taxi Club, full of Evertonians, and they were the nicest people. And they also say now Liverpool fans have really turned the, the Merseyside completely transgressive. The Merseyside derby is not friendly anymore. It is mm. really toxic. Yeah. All right, um, enough, I think, because we need to move on, because we've got lots to talk about tonight. Uh, after the break... We will applaud the intensity and desire shown by Chelsea, arguably for the first time this season. And we're going to have a look at Oscar's role on the side and ask, is this the beginning of the end for JT? We will see you in a minute. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. 
total nutters and proper chels. Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Now, uh, before we get into anything else, I'm going to have a big, massive plug for me. Well, actually, for <laughs> us, technically. Um, as you probably know, particularly if you follow me or follow the Chelsea Fancast on Twitter, there's this little thing called the uh, FBA Awards. Now, we won those about, well, 2012, when Chelsea basically won everything. We won an award, too. If you are on Twitter, I need you, before the 27th of September, to go and tweet this, and I quote... I am voting in at the FBAS for at Chelsea Fancast as the best hashtag football podcast. Do it, people. Those of you who are listening on Mixler, you uh, are online. You have no excuse. Do it now. Uh, if you're not, uh, uh, you know, if you don't do Twitter or anything like that, then uh, all you de- need to do is to go to www.footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote hyphen now. And you can do that. Uh, the other thing is that they've got a judges award, uh, which I would really love to get nominated for, if only to piss Neil Ashton off, because I know he's one of the one of the judges that what is voting, along with a few kind of groiny ad journalists as well, which I'm, I'm sure would annoy them if Chelsea got anywhere near it. So to go and nominate us for the judges award, you have to go to www.surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash fbas2015. Um, if you want to know where that, it just I mean, you can go to the Chelsea f- uh, f- uh, Fancast Facebook page, and it's got information down in the timeline there. But anyway, go and do it, people, because it'd be lovely. I'm driving. Tweet it, Chidge. Uh, well, it's it's pinned on the Chelsea Mo. It's pinned on the uh, Chelsea Fancast Twitter page. It's pinned to the top. So just you know, you can go and do it by finding that. It's very easy, right? More football, people. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go for it. You, we, we, you know, we don't have to. It's, it is a democracy. Well, it's not really. It's a Chidge obviously, but you know. Yeah, more football. <laughs> more football. More, more football. football. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, the first thing I wanted to really talk about was actually talk about the game. Um, I was, I was, I had the delightful pleasure of, uh, of, um, you know, having Darren Mantle join me. Uh, you know, Darren and I were standing at the back. You know, like a couple of Herberts. It was brilliant. That's why I missed a lot of stuff because I was busy talking to Darren, of course. But you know, I was talking to him at the end of the first half, and I, and I actually said to him, I thought, well, that's the best. Uh, half per performance that we've had this season and I think the, the reason for that was the intensity and the desire that we showed and I thought we were winning the ball high at the pitch and we were passing it forward quickly and it was just like the, the change between that and the Everton and the other matches was immeasurable but I do think and I did say this a few weeks ago I mean Arsenal were probably the perfect team for us to play weren't they Clive in they, that situation they were I, I wonder how that would have been if we'd been playing against a Anybody. smaller team that would just park the bus at the back it's one thing Arsenal or a bigger team do. even but, but one thing Arsenal can't do is park the bus or defend yeah, but they're trying they to, came at us didn't they they, they tried, came at us they, they tried to at one stage they mm. were putting more and more players I thought they defend not. I thought I thought the first half was quite even I thought we were more dominant we looked you know we had more attacking intent mm. I actually thought Arsenal defended pretty well, and I did. You know, it did worry me when when they broke with Sanchez, dirty Sanchez, of course, yeah. if you have to call him, and uh, and Walcott because of the pace and Branagh. You know, his sphincter was was moving rapidly, but uh, you know, I, I, the thing that surprised me most was that Arsenal actually defended pretty well. I thought, but they still gave us space. Yeah, and we got got in through. the midfield. Yeah, we we won that match in the midfield. Every match hitherto, we have lost the we've lost the battle in the midfield. And you know that if you want to get into a battle with Arsenal, you're going to win because they are a bunch of girls. No disrespect to girls, but they are <laughs> mentally weak. I think, Awful. Um, I think actually 
not just for the 11 players or the 22 players on the pitch, but the fact that it's Arsene Wenger as well. Mourinho would not want to no. out yeah. lose against against him. I think it was the perfect opponent for him. But to have that's this time. The one worry I take away from the game was that the crowd was really up for it, despite it being an early yeah. kickoff. They were, weren't yeah. they? The team were really yeah. up for it. They were fighting but for it. Will we be able to carry that on against Newcastle and Southampton? They're a bogey And we need to. We Dan, need to go into those games with that same passion. What do you I reckon, thought, Dan? I thought, listen, intensity was there. We've had five or six players way off form. Now those players were much better. I mean, Vanovic had a decent mm-hmm. game. I couldn't knock him. Hazard looked sprightly. Fabregas improved. Matic improved. Matic, I thought, was great. Yeah, he was really good. But I thought, I thought, I, you know, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I thought Oscar made a massive I was difference. I just going to say. <clears throat> but I thought the whole winning the ball high up the pitch, you know, and, and, and the number of times they had one, two, three people attacking the, the, the Arsenal player mm. with the ball... And that's what's been missing. So, I mean, I was tempted to say what's happened is that there's been a massive turnaround in confidence, possibly due to, you know, turning it around against Maccabee. Yeah. But it wasn't just that. It was the whole attitude, the hunger, the desire, the intensity, the winning the ball high at the pitch. I think yeah. that, that, for me, uh, you know, epitomised the difference more succinctly. It's absolutely. It's much more like the Chelsea we're used to. And I think Oscar's such a key player for us because he's a link between sort of the Matic role and then bringing it forward to give it to Hazard or to the attacking players. Mm. He does so well. He's kind of almost, you know, doesn't get enough. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, credit. Credit. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because mine's gone black. He doesn't get the credit for the ball he does to the team. I mean, mm. a lot of players on Twitter think, nah, he does nothing. But he's intelligent. He gets the ball. He tackles. He passes. No, I, I think he's I a know, perfect link man. His perfect tackling is, is amazing. I yeah. think. I, honestly, I think I, I heard you say once at all, uh, once at least, he should play in the central defensive yeah, midfield role. Because so. he played there for about four or five games, didn't he? I think under. Ancelotti maybe or someone I remember him playing there and thinking he was absolutely under, outstanding under, under. I mean I, I, I've said this nearly every week on the show for about the last two years Richard uh, and for me you know he's the perfect player to play in the double pivot Ugh, wash my mouth out <laughs> with, with Matic because he's got the uh, he's got the energy and the engine to go box to box and I, and I remember I started this mantra off at the time when Frank was you know seemingly on his way out He's the natural replacement for Lampard. He can ping a 50-yard uh, pass on mm-hmm. a sixpence. He can get box to box. He can score goals. He can tackle. You know, he's the perfect guy for it. And, of course, the corollary of that is that, again, the, the only downside for me, really, on, on Saturday, even though he played pretty well, I have to say, was that, you know, Mourinho still persists with putting Fabregas as the, as the, in the double pivot with Matic. And he's not capable of playing that way. Right, he he can't tackle. He's got no legs. And he has no defensive discipline. Boom. And what, his passing you know. seems to be a bit off at the moment as well. The amount of times he mislaid a pass. It was Still. Just, so, yeah. He's not there yet. I, I, him or Hazard, actually, for that yeah, matter, yeah. I think. But, you know, Hazard, better. Was, Hazard was much, much Much improved. better, much, yeah. Looking much more like his old self. Yeah. So some of his runs, mm. including the run where he went and should have had a penalty, yeah. was very, very yeah. good stuff. No, much better. Not there but, yet, but much better. Who impressed me was Pedro. And yeah, not, actually. Not going forward. is actually his tracking back. Yeah, he did, didn't it he? Was and tackled. And tackle and win the ball. But for tackling, Zuma. Oh, wow. Oh, that was Zuma! Zuma! That was such a great challenge. That was... But it was, but it, actually, it was... Well, it the, was one, his, the Walcott one where yeah, he tracked yeah, back. It, it was his yeah. mistake, I think. It was, but, but he, he made, he made up for it, yeah. And he had this elastic leg that suddenly came yeah. out and <laughs> took the ball. It was just perfectly tight. If he'd, if he'd have got that wrong, he'd have been off. Yeah. You know, if he'd got that wrong, he would have oh, been yeah. off. Absolutely wonderful to see, you know, on so many mm. levels. I mean, actually, in all seriousness, I know we talked about, um, you know, Mourinho choosing uh, 
uh, you know, Costa as his man of the match, which I, I suspect was a bit of chutzpah. But I, you know, Zuma for me was without doubt the man of the match. I thought he was brilliant, outstanding. He was yeah. always going to play because of the pace. That was a given from, well, from day one. We get on to yeah. hold our powder dry on yeah. there. But, I mean, nevertheless, a great goal. And uh, and, and, and he ran to the Arsenal fans initially. Well, he said around, which, yeah. Sorry, with, I, I I don't agree with that normally. But what? with Arsenal, I do agree with just going and rubbing his oh, okay. I absolutely agree with well, that. Well, no, I always that? remember when Lenny Henry, whatever his name, Terry Henry, Lenny Henry. <laughs> he used to play for Arsenal. He would always come and celebrate in front of us, have things thrown at him. And then complained about having things thrown at him. Well, I would complain. I, I would have a problem with it if he if he complained afterwards, which of course Terry Henry did. But I've, yeah. got, I've got no problem for players inciting riots. I That's love what football's all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but Jerry, Jerry Jones again. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's what, if I I'll tell you what, Clive, if if you know, I, I if I had the talent to have been a professional footballer. And, and a striker. If I ever scored a goal, I would go straight to the away fans and I would be giving it that oh, the I, whole I, time. I you you know I would be. I know. I'd probably <laughs> collapse halfway down the 100 yard run down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you remember when Andy Boyle did that? Against yeah. Spence? Yeah. That was just oh, yeah. unbelievable. He ran the whole length of the pitch. Yeah. That was quality, actually. That was, that was, that was quality. Uh, he was that was special. So there was the other t- when we played Arsenal in that Champions League game and they scored just before half time, and Terry Henry grabbed yeah. ripped that horrible little Reyes. Yeah, straight, I never liked him either. And dragged him in front of the Chelsea fans to celebrate just yeah, there. Yeah. And that, if anything, was the moment that they lost that game. Yeah. Because the Chelsea support were just up for that, right through half-time, really angry because they'd done that. Leaving at half-time, they were all over rare saying, well done, lad, we've won the game, yeah. thank you. And they lost yeah. this You know, the funny thing about that, Callum uh, did a brilliant uh, article in Sabotage <laughs> Times, I don't know if anybody caught it, yeah. basically... Uh, pointing out that actually that's when the worm turned when we yep. beat them in their invincible season yeah. we were the only people to I think they might have lost to one other person but you know we beat yeah. them in the Champions League quarterfinal and they they've seldom beaten us since and of course he's right I mean Callum's a lot younger than me lucky boy uh, but I also remember a good 10 years before that we never could beat Arsenal and I remember the absolute apotheosis of that was a, a, league, a, a an FA Cup yeah. match. I can't remember what round it was, but we lost three one. Stanford play. Terry and, yeah. I, and I and I had convinced myself, you know, I went there, got drunk, obviously before we're going to beat them. This is our time. We're going to do yeah. it. You know, I felt like, almost sound like a bloody scouser or an Arsenal fan now, but I was convinced we were going to do it. And and I have never left Stanford Bridge in such a rage oh, after that game. match. I just thought. I can't believe we still can't beat them. You know, got to, got to draw at Highbury with Lampard equalising, yeah, and then yeah. Loren yeah. scores three one. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. Offside goal, yeah. wasn't it? Or that hat awful, awful. Kano, Kano, yeah. But a good ten years they had the had the Indian side oh, yeah. over us, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. You know. So anyway, it was lovely. It's lo- I think Callum was spot on. I mean, since then we've had it over them. It's been yeah. wonderful, hasn't it? You know, Wenger's record against Mourinho is laughable for top coach. Oh, I think Wenger's laughable, really. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you see, I really want to like pitch into Wenger all the time, but actually, just like Brendan Rodgers, I actually desperately want him to stay. Oh, we couldn't do without Wenger. No, I mean, he he guarantees us six points near as damn it yeah. a year, doesn't he? I mean, he really does, Richard. I love Arsenal. Can you get a banner sorted out in the shed? Arsene Wenger, we want you to start. Do, do, do you remember? Games. Yeah, do you remember what was his thousandth game? Thousandth game, yeah. and we beat that was six, six nil. Six, yeah. six nil, and everyone, the whole stadium broke out in a chorus of "We want you to stay." Yeah. Oh, Brilliant. Yeah. Arsene Wenger, thousand more games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he must. I mean, it must really hurt him because I mean, we are the absolute antithesis to everything he believes in about football. 
it must really to, hurt. To be honest, you, like this is another thing: is that Arsenal fans and Arsene Wenger always cry about all oh, beautiful football, beautiful football, and now they're trying to start to sit back because they realise it can actually win you games. I playing tactical mm. can actually mm. win you a game, and they're starting to try and sit back and, and sort of defend for once, yeah. and it's actually working for them in a well, kind of a weird. Yeah, Sort of, you know, Cockhard's got injured, whatever his name is. Cock, like, you know, yeah. Cockhard. Mm. Cockhard, no, yeah. more like soft cock, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, the, I mean, the thing is, that the team we were just talking about, the one before we beat them in, in 2004, mm. I mean, the, the likes of Vieira, Petit, you know, Keown, Adams. Six foot plus, you know, big, strong, really physical, mentally tough players. And I think this is what makes me laugh even more is the fact that, 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 that Wenger had the arrogance to tear that strategy that what I mean for God's sake the last time they were any good they did go a whole season unbeaten for yeah. God's sake and the time before that when they were any good they were boring boring Arsenal and yet yeah still but they got the well, George Graham yeah, you right. know I mean I can't believe that Arsenal fans had the audacity to sing that again at Stamford Bridge this well weekend. that's oh, ridiculous that but you know what that absolutely backs up what Clive's saying Richard the fact that they the, the irony was lost on them is because they all started <laughs> supporting them in 2005 six yeah. when the new stadium was yep. built I mean, they talk about us being invented in 2004. They should have a look in the mirror, <laughs> you know, because you're right. You know, and I remember I had, I had mates who were Arsenal fans of that era, the George Graham era, and, and, and you'd talk to them and they'd get all misty-eyed. They were so proud of the fact that they bought the shit out of everybody and won 1-0 because it was all yeah. about winning. Yeah. And they're all they are, they're, they're, they're about losing. They're, they're specialists in failure, the whole lot of them. But actually, no, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. They are. They and are what really, and really, that's even worse. It is. Yes. And what majorly pisses every Arsenal fan off that we won the Champions League before they did. Yeah. That really yeah. has pissed yeah. a lot of them so off. So before majorly. they did, they haven't yeah. exploded. Yeah. And, and, also, yeah. and, also, and also the fact that Ashley Cole has won the yeah. European oh, yeah. Cup. Yeah. That's yeah. Ashley Cole's won the European Cup. Cup. The European Cup. Yeah, that got a nice airing actually, didn't it, on Saturday? And yeah. I followed that up with Ross Turnbull's won the European Cup. <laughs> Nobody joined in. I was, just, I was absolutely distraught. We oh. must move on. Um, talking about Oscar as we were... Um, you know, um, he got taken off by Mourinho again, which I always feel very sad. I mean, why was that? Do you think it's because he was knackered? I think he's also he's just come back from injury. I don't yeah, think he's 100% right. And fit. also, if you're going to substitute anybody when you're that far up, you substitute attacking players to bring someone with more pace. So it's not necessarily taking someone off, it's bringing someone else on. If we were still doing the salary moment on this show, Clive, excuse me, my salary moment would have been the fact that Mourinho brought Mikel on with about five minutes to go. I just oh, laughed oh. my cock off. And he... And well, in Mikel's uh, terms, he almost scored because he had the ball at some point and he scores when he We won. went, shoot! Yeah. Yep. I mean, there was one point where I think he beat a player and everyone's like heart sort of stopped like, please shoot from 25 yards. I would have gone nuts. I would have gone nuts. I think nuts. the face would have erupted. I would have gone nuts. Yeah, that would have been that. I, I seriously love, I, I love Mikel. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of his. Actually, no, I've, just, I've seen a great post on here by a man. I, I, I wish I knew his real name, but actually I prefer his, his avatar name, which is I Saw Alan May's Score. Which resonates with me, but he says Keown says he would fancy taking on Costa. Uh, Nigel Spackman saw him off. You know what, mate? You're absolutely right. I actually tweeted. You know when Keown did that tweet, I tweeted him back and said, "Yeah, you didn't do so well with Spackman." And I put the video up. I found the video on YouTube of Spackman <laughs> smacking Keown. You know what an absolute bellend that bloke is. He really is. The other thing, actually, just another reminding me about the whole Costa thing. Uh, our little mate from uh, Brazil, Chelsea, Brazil, Davi and and Jos, I suppose. Mm tweeted me earlier said do you know what uh, Costa and Gabriel were saying to each other and I said well no I've got no idea mate he said oh I do because I'm from Brazil and basically they spent that entire time in that walk from the penalty area up to up to where Gabriel got sent off 
basically asking each other out. It's like, oh, come on then, you want to have it? Let's do it outside after the match. You know, brilliant. That was the That's, whole dialogue. Yeah, for, yeah brilliant. Proper, yeah, isn't it? Proper football. Like Brazilian, Brazilian, <laughs> Brazilian, Let's have it. Come Brazilian on. playground football. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got a bit of history, haven't they? Those yeah. two. Well, well, Davy was saying it happens all the time in Brazil. It's like standard operating procedure. But, I mean, one of the things I loved about Costa was last year when he played against, played against Liverpool in the Carling Cup or Milk, Milk Cup or whatever it's called these days, the League Cup, <laughs> with Skirtle, where they went at each other the whole game. And at the end of the Skirtle. game, such a scouse At name. the end of the game, they shook hands. Yeah. Or about when one of them was substituted. That's great. That's that, cool. that, that, actually, yeah. I had respect for Skirtle yeah. after that. Yeah. That showed something no, decent. I mean, fair but enough. Actually, it hurt me a bit. How, no, but you know, but no, knock, knock seven bells out of each other, yeah, but then have absolutely. a beer afterwards. That's absolutely. Mm. How Skirtle is not constantly banned is beyond me. <sighs> Don't He's ask. the dirtiest footballer I've ever seen. Um, Black right. fouls as well. I hate, yeah. I hate to change the tack. Don't offend Mrs. Chidge. It's the Capital One Cup. I, I wish I knew what you meant. It sounds great, but anyway, um, right. I'm going to move this on, and I, and I hate to do this because, but we need to do, we need to discuss it. But uh, it, you know, in in seeing Chelsea play with Cahill and uh, Zuma, it's obvious to anybody with half a brain, and of course, all of the people around this table have more than half a brain, um, that you know clearly. Uh, Jose preferred to pick Cahill and Zuma because they could probably deal with the the, the only threat that Arsenal were going to possess, which was the pace of Sanchez and Wilcott. And I thought it was really, or Walcott even, I think it was really uh, telling how Jose went up to JT afterwards and, and gave him a great big hug. I thought it was particularly telling when he coated off Gerard last week, saying that Gerard doesn't know what he's talking about, not for the first time, uh, about there being a rift between JT and Jose. But... Nevertheless, last year, as recently as last year, none of us around this table uh, would have um, foreseen, you know, JT sitting on the bench for a big game like this, would we? Not we last year. Last game. year he played every game. Of course not. But I'm not counting the time when Benitez was there. That no, was just stupid. But we would have seen that at some stage JT would have stepped back a bit. I also think. Oh, are we there then, Clive? Is I that think, what I'm really? That's what I'm really think, asking. I think we're. In a process, a segue moment. Mm. That's a horrible expression. We're, we're in a transition. transition phase where hopefully what JT will do is move towards being a coach at the end of it. Just, think, you know, gradually. And what he's doing, he's sitting there with Marino. He's learning all the time from the side. and presumably able to I'm really to glad you said that. You've been reading my mind. But yeah. go on, go I was going to say, his, his importance as a character, as a person, as as the epitome of Chelsea, sitting on the bench with the young players is so important. So yeah. although he's not playing, he's got a really important role to play over the season. Richard? I think, I don't think it is the end for him. I disagree. I reckon that, I mean, last season we saw Cahill sit out for a number of games. Everyone was yeah, like, he was oh, in really poor form. Yeah, though, wasn't everyone it? thought, oh, it's the end of Cahill, he'll slip away into the night. And now he's come back. And I think if anyone's capable of coming back from something, it's JT. He's done it enough times. Yeah. And I, I actually think JT and Zuma will end up partnering to go. I think Cahill will be gone, but I think JT will be really? back. Well, I what, do. what would have happened if Stones had come? Because <laughs> if Stones had come, you'd expect he would have been well, I think at Zuma, that price. They'd have been playing him. I think Zuma would have suffered more if Stones no, had come. I think they're all being very, very rude about me on Mixler about my appetite for cake. You know, listen, chaps, you can have your cake, but you can't eat it. You've only had two slices since you've been sitting here. I know. I was going to say as well. I think um, and the fairy cake. Oh, sorry, cupcake. We call them now. I, I don't think Chelsea treat. Um, at least in the recent history, they're not really treated sort of important figures very well. I mean, like, it well, seems, they treat you quite well. 
Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I suppose so. No, um, but I mean, like, sort of, you know, it, as uh, CFC UK or he's showing Ari up. We'll call him yeah. Ari. I re- I've seen, I've seen him being referred to uh, in a CFC UK article I read today on the train up, and he was, it was Walter. Walter refers to him now as Ari up. So uh, I'm no longer going to refer to him as he who should not be named, or Voldemort, or DJ, or only a pound. I'm now going to refer to him always as Ari up. So we call him Ari up. But he, even, he mentioned that uh, you know quite a few backroom staff who have been there for a long time have been you know sort of let go recently, and they shouldn't have done. And I think Chelsea has a history of not is really. That, is that true? He, yeah, I think it spoke, is true. I've spoken yeah. to him, yeah, and he said people have been there for decades and uh, are being. Frank Steer, people like that. Or... He his uh, his sheditorial uh, this month was very very much um, picking up on that theme. Some of the staff have been laid off rather un- unceremoniously. Uh, just to pick up on the theme though that both Clive and Dan were talking about, um, which actually I don't know if it'll happen, but I I really hope will be true, is that I think I think there may be some truth to the fact that. You know, he's not going to play every game this year. It could be his last kind of, you know, full season. He's not going to play every game, um, blah, 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 blah. But um, I absolutely, sincerely hope that uh, if it is to be his last season with us, that they put him straight into the coaching setup. You cannot let this guy get out of football or out of the club. And the reason I say that, and the reason why I'm, I'm a bit kind of torn between, well, is it his last season? Is it the beginning of the end or not? Is because, you know, whilst I understand that Jose clearly played Zuma and Kale together because he was worried about the Ar- Arsenal's pace, you know, we all know Joe, uh, JT's never had any pace. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't buy yeah. that as an argument. And the other thing is that in a team without uh, Drogba, without Lampard, without Czech, uh, and with a, a load of newer foreign players, mm. let's be brutal about it, there's a distinct lack of leadership and experience in that side. And the one thing you guarantee to get from JT is experience and leadership. So, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I'm really torn. But I, whatever happens, they've got to keep him at the club and stick him straight into the back room and the coaching staff. Absolutely. Yeah. A trip to America is not on the cards. No way. You want to do it. Liverpool went wrong with Gerrard there. They should have kept him. But... Well, that's because Gerard. Roger's ego couldn't handle him around, mate. That's why uh, he uh, went in the first yeah. place. And also, Gerard's ego couldn't take him not playing every game. It's, yeah. my, it's my yeah. ball, I'm mm. making the rules. Yeah, but you know, absolutely. But to be fair to Gerard, like Lampard, he still wants to play football. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, it's, it's a short career at the end of the day. If you want to carry on playing, fair play to him, you know. I mean, I'd love to see Lamp, Jogba, Lampard, Terry all back in some capacity. Yeah. But particularly JT, mate, because yeah. I think yeah. what we now see with nearly 20 years of his career there. we're now seeing the uniqueness of JT and I've written about this time and time and time again but we will not see the like of JT at Chelsea Football as a player at Chelsea Football Club ever again he's a once in a lifetime that's it he is the last of of a long line of players who are like that but he is the last I mean you know infamously he's the last academy product that's made it but he's played his whole career there he's been captain for the majority of it he's won everything he bleeds blue. I mean, you cannot let that guy out of the club. They would be retarded beyond belief to let that happen. Well, he's, Although, a D, he's a DNA of Chelsea. Yeah. Although it wouldn't, yeah. Chelsea wouldn't surprise me if they did it anyway. Whereas I'm a D&D of Chelsea, really. You've almost got a smile out of Clive then, you know, not the usual tumbleweed. Um, talking of o- 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 uh, odious people and things, I, I, I really, my dander was well and truly up my goodness me. Yesterday, Clive. Someone must have really My dander you. was up. No, because I watched the whole match back because clearly I was far too pissed to watch it when I got home. And it was, so, so, um, made you, 
avoided you having to watch the Man United game. Or yeah, yeah, like I that, wouldn't even bother with that. But, or the, uh, the rugger. Uh, no, I could be bothered with could that. Have watched the no, I did. I tried to watch the rubber. I fell asleep. Could have watched the Gaelic football final in Dublin. No, that, that would have been great. Yeah. That, that Dublin win. Dublin win. Dublin won. But Good. I used to I live only, in Dublin. I saw the last 10 minutes of it. What Costa did wouldn't even have been mentioned. Have even re- re- not, not even an eyebrow, <laughs> not not even an eyebrow not would be raised. But this pissed me off like you wouldn't believe. Because I was watching uh, the full, you know, TiVo the whole match as you do. So I was watching BT Sports coverage. And. Um, I watched it back, and certainly for the entire first half, all I could hear on their coverage were Arsenal fans. Now, you know, I, you know this because I tweeted this out, you know. But, I, I mean, okay, I know I'm in the Matthew Hill, back of the Matthew Harding upper, but, I mean, like we were saying earlier, I was really quite pleased. I thought the support was really, really good on, on Saturday. I mean, you know, if they're singing up where I am, then you know it's good. And they were singing. And I, I could hardly hear the Arsenal supporters. I mean, I know they're a long way away, but I couldn't really hear them. I could hear us. I thought it was loud. So when I'm sitting there watching the TV, and I'm, I swear to God, you know, it, it was so unbalanced. Hmm. All you could hear were Arsenal fans. And I'm thinking, they're doing. I, I've moaned to the club about this. I've talked, spoke to Steve Atkins. And, you know, I said, mate, you need to talk to the broadcasters because I'm convinced that they're putting the mics right near the away fans and that. not near the Matthew yeah. Harding lower. And, you know, I suspect they're doing it because Chelsea have a, a wonderful tradition of swearing in every song. <laughs> yeah. But actually, you know, all, I, I can't... I mean, Arsenal swearing so badly, even on this show, I'm not prepared to say what they were saying, but it was the C word, particularly to Costa. And so also, what's going Ar- on? Arsenal always have a lot of homophobic chants as well. Bit they're ironic, notorious. really. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But they're notorious for that. Yeah. I, obviously, <laughs> I sit in the shed, and I sit sort of one block away from... Well, you're right next you to them. You said the shed. I yeah. realise yeah. that. Oh. We are, we are <laughs> the okay. shed. Occasion. I do. We are the shed. Okay. Sorry, I was being a little bit ironic there. Okay. Sorry, oh, Church. Too, too, too clever Just for me, God. Far too clever for me. <laughs> Settle down. Anyway. Simmer down. So, no, but I, I'm only a block away from the divide. Well, that's, that's and, what and I was thinking. I, I, I honestly couldn't hear them. Well, there you I go, heard them on numerous occasions, but I honestly, I tell you, if you look down, I can see they, there always is a row of microphones by the away fans. Right. And especially European away, uh, sorry, European right. games. There's Thank even you. more. Because I, I, I sorry, Clive, I, no. I, I don't see that, of course, because mm. I'm miles away. So it's absolutely deliberately done on purpose. Okay, I'm going to make a suggestion to everybody that listens to this show. Um, I, will, I, will, I will promise you this. Over the next week, I will find out what the email address for the complaints uh, desk and actually the phone number as well of BT Sports and I will distribute it to you my lovely followers and then I want every one of you to complain to BT Sports I want you to jam their switchboard I want you to destroy their online systems with the amount of complaints you're about to levy about them for the clear bias that they're doing by having all of the mics at the away end I don't think it's BT Sports who put them there I think it's the camera stations are all set up around the ground there are fix mics Clive the, the microphones are there in the same place every time there's one not in front of us but in front of the next gate down from us, gate two in the West Stand, rather than gate three. Well, they're effects mics. They are known as effects mics. Not the big fluffy ones that they have. Yeah, they are. The, those are directional. Okay. But they are the same. Well, I don't know because I haven't seen the ones he's talking about, but it's clear to me, you know, just listening to the coverage that, yeah. you know, I, 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 I worked in television for 30 years, so I, I know there's only two things that can happening because... The sound was so disproportionate. In other words, you'd hear the Arsenal fans singing and then you'd hear the Chelsea fans singing. But the Chelsea fans, the, the volume level was much lower. So that means that all the... Thank you, Andy. No one writes like, uh, rants like Chidge when he rants. You've got it in warm, <laughs> baby. But, you know, I told you my dander was up, Andy. But, you know, you can tell that they've either got the... Chidge. JK. 
In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mike's all down by the Arsenal away, uh, the, the away fans, or you've got a mixer. I mean, you, you can see that mixer there. Yeah. You pull the fader one way down, and if you've got all the mics coming and from there, you pull that down, you shift that one up. And I can't believe they would be doing that unless the sound engineer's a uh, bloody gooner. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I, I yeah. wonder if... Something's afoot. I wonder yeah. if, you know, it wouldn't be... A- uncommon for people in the industry to not be football fans I wonder if the logic is well there's less of them so we'll put more mics by them well I think I think some I mean I as I said I have I've mentioned this to the club mentioned it to Steve Atkins before when I was on the fans forum but I'm going to do it again I think we should make a thing of this because it really I mean the fact of the matter is this let's just take this to the next oh god blimey we're going so over time I'm just loving this rant you know the thing take it to the next logical conclusion this is not just about me being a bit miffed because it was it was annoying me Clive I'm watching no. the match and all I can hear are bloody Arsenal fans it was ruining uh, my my watching of it probably almost know? as bad as the commentary which oh well I, I've well. managed to tune that out over yeah. the years but this was really annoying me so but take it to the next level we are then judged. Now, this, this should resonate with you, Mr. Shed Atmosphere. We are then judged by what people see on TV, and it's happened yeah. to me. I get comments on here. I get comments on Twitter from great mates over in the States who, 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 whose only way of getting a sense of the atmosphere is to watch the, the, the TV coverage. And they say, you were shit today. We couldn't hear you. All we heard was Arsenal. This is terrible. So, okay, then who gets hold of that? Who watches it back on his TV in his nice mansion just up the road? Mourinho watches it going, bloody hell, all I can hear are Arsenal fans. Chelsea fans are shit again. Next time I'm going to have another pop at them. And this is where it goes. And it gets worse and worse. And it does. On Saturday, the West Ham was singing. Well, there you go. I lost my voice in the West Ham. Well, there you go. I mean, I I thought the atmosphere all round was brilliant. I really did. I thought we were really up for it on Saturday. It's a proper London derby. It was, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Proper. So we're being mugged off, basically, aren't we? So mugged that's off. FIFA. Again. Okay. FIFA. <laughs> uh, so hang on. FA, B, 
BT Sports, who's next? UEFA and FIFA. Throw yeah, them with that. Okay, well, that, that goes without saying. Well, we'll find somebody else to... to David, David Cameron and his pigs. Can we get no. Benitez on that list? No, he, he's, he's always on that list. <laughs> he's, he's a guy on Richard, the list. Richard. The oh, rule, sorry, the, it's called the, the Benitez the press. list. Richard, oh, the, that goes without saying. The Richard, Benitez, we don't, we're not allowed to talk about that. Let's ban that word. Yeah, okay, right. Word. What do we what do we use instead? It's you have to actually you know it's it's like a safe word but not. You know? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, FWS. Okay, we're going to move on before I spontaneously combust. But I think uh, I th- oh, I was going to talk about Maccabee, but you know what? You know what? We won four nil. Loftus cheek was great. We got our confidence back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and also, actually, the atmosphere was surprisingly good for a, for. A, yeah, that. I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. No, yeah, actually, weirdly, uh, I, that that wasn't yeah. so bad for some. I think as people yeah. chose it as to sort of get behind but Mourinho and the team. It's an odd thing about Champions League games. I always go along, look around where I sit. Nobody. You see lots of tourists and everybody. Yeah. Suddenly, the atmosphere is great. Yeah. Yeah. And is it are, are all these Chinese people paying five hundred pounds for a ticket? Well, they come, really. Do you know what I want to see in, in my one minute, Dan? In my yeah. weird kind of wacky old world, I, I have a dream that one day. The, the support and the atmosphere will actually get so bad that there'll be so many tourists and the Matthew Harding lower that what'll happen is it'll be the entire Japanese section of that video that we saw on YouTube years yeah. ago oh, please, where they're all jumping yeah. up and going, bro, yeah. bro, where's the car on? Yeah. <laughs> Which is one of the funniest things I have ever yeah. seen. Right. Anyway. I think summing this week up nicely, we beat a third-rate nothing team and we start our Champions League campaign with a win. Yep. Yeah, and there you go. Five yeah. points off of second or you, something. You know what? I think. I think. Uh, I think. Uh, for me, I think the main thing was that actually we shouldn't underestimate the contribution that beating Maccabee four nil mm. or the Maccabees, as I think we should call them. <laughs> uh, I mean, they were only a rock band; they, they clearly couldn't play football. But I mean, you know, the confidence that, that clearly instilled in the players, yeah. I think, was instrumental in us playing as well as we did against Arsenal. Yeah. I think the other thing is. You know what will be very interesting is to see how we play against Newcastle next Saturday. Mourinho, or, yeah. or Warsaw on Wednesday. Or Warsaw on Wednesday. So I mean, you Champions know, Champions League. Oh no, it's Warsaw. Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? He, he will fundamentally Read change. Yeah. He'll <laughs> fundamentally change the team. Newcastle's the match because that's Premier League. You need to mm. continue this run. Yeah. And Mourinho's record against Newcastle is appalling. Yeah. I tell you what worries me is that their form was even worse than ours, and they're at the bottom of the table. And that cannot continue all the time. I, I would hate them to turn us over on Saturday. But Especially McLaren. I'm really worried about it. because I'm always worried. They, they, their atmosphere is really... They don't really sing a lot, Newcastle. They're more sort of like... Where's Ant and Dec? Ant Dec. Badly designed ground for atmosphere. They have the away supporters far too high. There's no interaction between the fans. And therefore it's dead. But I think... I'm really worried because they are a bogey side. And... It, they're going to be well up for it. They are. This Bloody Cockney's way out. Mourinho, Mourinho want to win that. He hasn't yeah. won yeah. at St. James's. I, I think let's, 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 let's not go there. Yeah. Um, right, where we do have to go is for a very quick break, not least because your uncle, I'm afraid, has not been able to last two hours without having a pee. I'm going to have to go and have a pee at half-time. Uh, but it is half-time. But after the break, uh, we will be talking to the legend that is Richard Weeks about the We Are The Shed group that he represents. And as a special, special, special treat to mark the 300th edition of Driver on the Wing. Uh, Clive is going to read uh, the last issue out, which is about, I know you've got 301 out now, but the one that came out before the weekend, which is all about Arsenal fans, which is just, in, in view of the context of the fact we've been speaking about Arsenal for the last hour, uh, he really needs to read it out. So I shall allow him to do that. After this break, we will see you in a short second. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, 
and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Right, uh, welcome back. I am Stamford Chidge and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast and I just want to say a very big hello to all of the lovely people that are in the Mixler chat room tonight. We've uh, off, off air during the break, we've been saying hello to you all. Um, but it's lovely seeing you all there. I, I absolutely love it, I have to say. It's fantastic having you lot in there. Anyway, um, this little bit of the show, we're going to kick off really by talking to Richard all about uh, what We Are The Shed, which used to be called Shed Atmosphere and Old Money, wasn't it? A pl- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Placeholder. We're going to talk to Richard all about what that means. Because I, I, for one, I love, I love, I love him for, for a start. He's a great bloke, but I also... Uh, love what he's doing and uh, the efforts he's been putting in over the last few years. So we're going to talk to him all about that. So Richard, starting off, what is it all about? Uh, well, in black and white, or well, blue and white, I should say, um, I planned that joke, by the way. Did I you? Say, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what joke was that? Yeah. <sighs> Don't get me started. Anyway, uh, I mean, no, really, it's about, well, ideally it's improving the atmosphere visually and vocally um, in the shed end. It's not really about sort of a lot of these ultra groups, if you like to call them that. We're not really technically one, but they sort of congregate into one specific block and they sort of like, they have a defined border. So it's sort of, they sort of, they sort of counteract themselves because people outside of this sort of like imaginary border tend to think, oh, well, they're singing, they're the singing bit. I mean, our main focus is not, not to congregate into a specific block. It's about actually connecting the whole shed and reigniting that sort of old shed end you know what it was famous for basically mm. uh you know we're doing that by sort of you know getting people on board who who sit in groups of just two or three people uh they, they try and sing all the time but they always go oh, i'm always trying to sing but no one else everyone tells me, tells me to sit down mm. so we're trying to connect these groups of people that want to sing and we are slowly sort of gravitating them into smaller pockets of people. So last year, the club allowed us to move um, a group of people to the back of the shed, uh, just a small group of people. And it's not a singing section. It's just to act as sort of the core of this of this group. You, I have to say, I see, I, you know, as long as I've known you, I, I've never, never realised that. But I have to say, that's absolutely spot on and really, really smart, because actually... Uh, for a million reasons, which we may or may not go into in a minute, you don't want a singing section. But, mm. and I've always noticed this, uh, not just recently, but you know, in the old days to a certain extent, it just takes two or three people sitting together yeah. who are prepared to stand up and sing, and that will get other people going. I mean, I know it's yeah. harder in the West End, and I know it's harder where I sit. But even you know, I've got a loud voice, and when I'm a bit drunk, I'm quite often in the mood for starting a few, and. The other thing that I noticed which is quite nice, it not only does it get a few people in the Matthew Harding upper going, but it also gets the Matthew Harding lower going too. You Sorry, know, because we, I can be heard the, from up, up there, you know. Is and this we are the Matthew Harding stand or we <laughs> No, not really. It's, I think the, the, the salient point was what, which is what you said, no, is that no, actually no. trying to get like, you know, thousands of people in there as a unified singing section for a million reasons isn't gonna work. Yeah. But actually just as you said, little pockets of people getting it going. That's well, it, brilliant. It's, it's about like um like making these pockets of people that want to sing aware of each other so um for example around us there are people who sit very close to us who know that if they get up and sing they've got about 10 15 20 people behind them that instantly going to jump in and it's about having 
even just even when on the other side of the shed there's a group of people there'll be two people that want to sing and they'll know that if they start singing there's a group of three or four behind them that yeah. will start singing and they just don't look like idiots it, yeah, people exactly. don't worry about that, that weirdly you know in Britain I mean British fan bases are so different to European fan bases mm. no one wants to get up there are very few people that have the balls to mm. stand up and try and start a song because you'll just get told to sit down and shut up but then those exact same people would tell would then go home and moan about the atmosphere mm. and really it's about you know in, in total it's just yeah, building a community in the shed, really. And uh, and the club are actually quite supportive of your efforts, are they not? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they obviously uh, they have to work within the rules of of the game in terms of standing and persistent standing. But they they don't turn a blind eye, but they sort of you know they they, they help us as much as they can. And it's not just about the visual, uh, the vocal side of things. We are trying to do um, displays and whatnot. And um, the thing is, we're all fan based, uh, so everything that we do comes out of our own pocket or through donations from people. Mm. Um, and you know, we have been. You know, the club have, have very, very gracefully uh, offered us uh, a little bit of money to help us with certain things, but we turned it down because we don't want. Yeah. We, we want that sort of raw. We want it to be made by us. You know, we don't. If we if we can't afford to make it, then we need more people to get involved because we want the ownership of it. It has to be something that's done by the fans. Otherwise, it doesn't have the same impact. You know, if, if it looks a little bit rubbish, if that massive We Are The Shed banner that took us about a weekend to spray paint in a back garden somewhere in Herne Bay, like, if it looked a little bit rubbish or a little bit amateurish, it's because we made it ourselves. Mm. It was the first time we'd ever spray painted something. Mm. And and that's really what we're going for, you know, and as time goes on, as we get a bigger group and we get more people to donate, more people to donate their time, we're going to make bigger and better displays. And Liverpool is going to be our biggest one. So look out for that one. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, how, how, well, how well received is it on the whole? Uh, by people s- because I mean, what I mean by that is that you know I mean I know Twitter's no barometer really because <laughs> yeah. Twitter's not exactly the you know massively representative of people but that, I, I, I get there's, there's a lot of snide comments that go kicking around you know which is, is pathetic really because at the end of the day any, anything that encourages an atmosphere at Chelsea is yeah. to be supported isn't it Clive I mean, when you see anything organised People tend to poo yeah, yeah. But it's very Chelsea. But then you look at Galatasaray and they say, "Oh God, aren't Galatasaray yeah. wonderful?" Mm. That's totally orchestrated, hundred percent. And so, uh, yeah, we need to get. What I like is the idea of building a community as well, mm. because in essence, Chelsea that's what, fam. Fo- yeah. that's what yeah. football is about. It's a community. We go along because we belong, yeah. and we, we know people around the world who belong to the same thing. But I mean, one good. of the things that I've always loved most about supporting Chelsea and. You know, I, 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 contrary to popular opinion, I am no exhibitionist. But one of the things I love most about supporting Chelsea—don't look at me like that. One of the, <laughs> one of the things I like most about supporting Chelsea is is the singing and the huge yeah. variance of songs. And you know, I remember I, I didn't go for many years for, for for various reasons. But when I came back, you know, the the first thing I did was to find out what the songs that you know were that weren't sung the the last time I was there you know and I love all of that and and, you know that that for me is what it's all about it really really is so anything to encourage that I think it should and here's another thing sorry I'm going to go off on one again (laughs) but you know people seem to forget that in the early days of the shed that actually Greenaway used to produce lyric sheets for people and pass mm. them round. And you get mm. people now going, oh, it's rubbish, you know, we shouldn't have that. It should be spontaneous, you know. But that's what Twitter is now, isn't but, it? You really? know, yeah. mm. But Greenaway used to do it. If it was all right for him, then I don't yes. think it's all right for you lot, basically. Yeah. But that's how, also how the shed used to work, is a few people would be right in the middle. Yeah. And you could be on the outside and ignore it yeah. all or just watch what was going on. Do you know what I saw, actually, uh, on BT? BT were running some classic games. You, you're going to love this. You, you might remember, Dan might remember this too. I don't know, maybe a bit young. 
but there was a match from 1972. Yeah. Chelsea yeah. played Crystal Palace. When Chelsea scored, it cut to the shed. And you know the, 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 the bit under the shed, at yeah. the back, under the shed, that entire mass... They were all bouncing up and down. It was like, let's all, you know, That's bounce in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, let's oh, all do the bouncy. Let, but they were all doing it to knees up Mother Brown. Oh, knees up Mother Brown. Yeah, I remember that. knees up Mother Brown. Yeah, but it was wonderful. Yeah. It was captured on it. If anybody, I'm sure they'll rerun it sometime on BT Sports. So they're not all bad. Uh, but uh, do catch that. But it was just brilliant. The whole, used, the whole of the back bit went they, under the shed. They were all it, jumping up and down. But there used to be a whole medley of London songs like Needs Up Mother Brown. Mm. Maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. Yeah. Where is this Strolling. Let's all go down the strand. Have a banana. <laughs> we did a medley of that. Me, Tell and Martin did the whole <laughs> Cockney medley in a pub once. Jo- we jo- were uh, very drunk. Chaz and Dave comes to Chelsea. It was, it was. Joking aside, um, actually, like as a group, we have... Um, we sort of there's the twi- there's the people on Twitter that interact with us, but then we have like the core group of people that sort of uh, help out on the match day and are actually in the in the shed and on match day, and that's about sort of fifty to sixty odd people at the moment, and uh, they're scattered as well. Mm. But joking aside, like we actually do have an opportunity, and the group agree they want to try and reintroduce reintroduce old songs like that because we have the opportunity to having a sort of core group at the back to basically just keep singing it until people catch on yeah. and and that's what we're looking at doing and, and we're sort of looking at uh, reintroducing things like strolling and knees up knees up with a brown has also been suggested you know we, we're known on this show for singing i know i know i always ask you to sing it but you always ignore me and i don't i don't know all the Do words you know what yet, so. I, I i i feel i can't you see basically you know martin has to be here for me to <laughs> sing that and also tell or or tell you need one of tell Chidge and and Martin, I, I I'm not sure. I mean, I love these two boys like brothers. I, I, I am toneless, but uh, but I don't know them well enough to sing strolling with them. That's fine. Well, I don't know the words yeah. yet, so no. Well, we never get it right. Oh, okay. That's that's Fair the enough. kind of the joke of it, and we never get the cadence right on on the um, particular line. But there you go. I think as well, like one of the one of the main things is that is the difference between score lines. Um, you know, if if you if it's nil nil, it's sort of like any song goes at the start of the game. If we go one nil up again, any song goes. But the second you go one nil down, the, the amp, like in Europe, people yeah. people bounce and they get going and they keep singing. They keep singing. In England, people get nervous and they shut up. Go on, go on, go. No, it's, it's oh. absolutely. Yeah. But that's when you need to sing more. Exactly. And away games, quite often you get that's when you get the Chelsea, Chelsea yeah, yeah. coming on, and that just which driving love, things, yeah. Yeah. which is really mm. good. Um, but the other thing that happens in Europe that doesn't and happens in Europe and in Liverpool is abuse of the, the officials, mm. which we don't do. Mm. And it actually does put pressure on I the do. officials. I do. <laughs> I'm no, just too we, bloody far oh, away. I, I do it, and I'm close enough that they, the line, yeah. one linesman can hear me. But I did it at I'm, I'm alone. Game. I was sitting in the front of the... Because, you know, they kind of only give you certain stands at the Youth Cup games. I remember me, Teller Martin got mm. in once, and I'm right at the front in the East Lower... And I was in the linesman's ear for the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely coated him off for the whole game. And he, he, he was like going red. He was, I put him straight off his game. It was brilliant. You know, Jose would have approved of that. Win at all costs. Once I insulted the linesman, I'm sure he gave an offside decision against us a few moments later to spite me. Yeah, well, you never go. That can happen. Richard, Richard, Richard. We're digressing uh, massively, of course. Um, so uh, the one thing I wanted to ask you, actually, because this actually relates to what we were saying about the old shed. And, and it's always occurred to me, and I wondered if this has affected you or what you, what you think of this, but um, for, for a lot of people of a certain age, you know, having to share the shed end with the away supporters is just 
you know, sacrilegious almost, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I wonder, you know, how, how does that affect you or do you think it's a good thing? I mean, some, I mean, I know a lot of people, for example, who mm. would always choose to buy a seat right next to the away fans. Yeah. But, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, there are pros and cons to it. I mean, if you're talking about a cult, from a cultural sp- perspective, then you don't want the away fans anywhere near the shed. But in actual fact, it does it does help with atmosphere sometimes because you get to that point where you're just sick of them. However, I would rather they be out of the shed. Mm. When they were East Lower and they took up the whole of East Lower, you had both Matthew Harding and yeah. the shed end taking, yeah. taking the mick Absolutely. out. Absolutely. But the problem is that... And chucking gum at them from the uh, Matthew Harding right. up. Or no, two. I never yeah. saw that. No, no. It used to be darts, didn't it, back in the 80s? Yeah, but you know, I didn't <laughs> want to get arrested. Gum is easy to get yeah. away with, actually. Um, <laughs> but... but, but um, <laughs> Well, it could be worse. I mean, if we were in Anfield, we know what it would be. Yeah, it would be gum. But um, but no, I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, it doesn't. Like, again, it's just sort of going to the tourists and everything. There, there are enough Chelsea season ticket holders who can sing when we're winning in the shed to make the shed the loudest it could possibly be, regardless of how many tourists there are, even against Man United. Because when we're winning, you see the whole stand get up yeah. and go for it. And that's what really you need to try and encourage more of. It doesn't matter if there's the away fans in, in the shed or not. There are enough people there who can sing. They're just not doing it at the right times. But, you know, I know that when we move stadium, I've heard that the, the shed is going to house away fans again. Really? Mm, but I think... It's, it must be to do with access and egress. Cool. Well, the one I heard that they're going to stick them somewhere that's I don't well you know we we, we wait to, we wait to see but um you know well I think that they yeah they said that it's basically to do with the, the access to the ground but my yeah. argument is of course they could put them because I think the dugout's going to be west lower now uh, as is the groundsman's gate it's going to be the west they side could be on the east so why can't they be on the east but again I think um I think it it does go back to that they want them far away from the pitch. Which I sort of disagree with. I think they should be able to interact. Well, Mourinho you, you, doesn't you like do, them yeah. influencing. You can't do them with them. What Newcastle. happens at Newcastle? That's just yeah. horrid. Well, I don't know. See, this is the thing. See, I I heard. I mean, as I said, you know, this is all conjecture because we don't know what's going to happen yet. But I've heard that their plan is is to stick them as far away as they possibly can, like a, la, a la Newcastle. Or Barcelona. Or yeah, to, as a retort, because this is how we're treated. Well, and well, and to keep them away. I mean, we also mm. know, we know for a fact that uh, Mourinho doesn't want away supporters anywhere near where he feels they can influence uh, the game yeah. or officials or, well the, the yeah. officials yeah exactly so you but know. i think if, if you if you asked people because what what the stadium the new stadium is going to be like is i'm sure you're aware is that the the corporates are going to be on the side mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. both behind both sets of goals are going to be no corporates yeah, exactly. i would take away fans in the shed over you know having no corporates behind the goals if that yeah. if that was the if that's the choice then I would take that. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. All right, my old friend. So, um, you know, how how do people... Uh, oh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, one thing I've always said, you know, all the time is that, you know, the best way to uh, to help generate a good atmosphere is safe standing. I mean, I presume you would be a big fan of that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... I think everyone agrees with that. I, I think um, I did hear somewhere that the new stadium, the lower tier, is being built with safe standing in mind, isn't yeah. it? So that if safe standing gets implemented, then they can turn it into that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, safe standing would just instantly improve the atmosphere. It would, wouldn't it? Mm. it would. the, pro- the problem is for people of Pichichi's age, standing gets a bit more. <laughs> well, you know, you may laugh, but I've actually said that. I mean, I'm one of the massive, most, you know, one of the biggest campaigners for safe standing uh, uh, on a serious point. I mean, I know John, who, who, who runs the campaign, and we've always supported it on this show and anywhere else. 
And I've always said, I said, I know what's going to happen. By the time they bloody well introduce it, I want to sit down. <laughs> you know, because I'll be too old. I, I struggle now. I, you but, it, know. but it used to be people over the age of 25 sat down yeah. and people under that age yeah. stood up. Yeah. So. I know, it's bizarre, isn't it? Right, okay, mate. Mo- most important of all, how, how is it that people can, you know, get in touch with you? How, you know, how do they get hold of you to, to join in this wonderful thing? Well, um, there is, our main sort of source of contacting people is Twitter, and that's at we are underscore the shed. Um, we are in the process of making a new website. It's taking slightly longer than planned, but we do have a blog that you can follow um, from on the Twitter bio. There's a link to our blog. Um, that's also where you can uh, donate any amount of money if you would like to help the displays. 100% of the money does go into the displays into the shed end. Uh, even if it's 50p, honestly, it, it helps massively because if we don't reach it through donations, we do you know put it out of our own pocket. Um, but yeah, I mean, apart from that, I, the biggest way you can actually help anyone, anyone listening, is even if you're if you're not in the shed or if you know anybody who sits in the shed or anybody who wants to get involved at all, not just yourself, just send them in my direction because quite honestly, you know, we want as many people as possible. So you know, any anyone like that who is even mildly interested in making a difference, uh, you know, we love to welcome them. Good. So that just to reiterate, I'm I'm going to put this actually, you know, up on the old mixler things. He says this is good. Quite a, a, a test for me to talk. And oh no, you. Uh, we are the shed already has. You, your yeah. hired, your hired hand has already done it. You oh. know, at, so it's at we are underscore the shed. That's right. Yeah. Well done, Mike. There Thank we you. Go. Well done, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, the website is. Uh, you can follow the, the link to the website. It's all, it's all on the Twitter. It's on the Twitter. Bio, yeah, but what yeah. if you're not on Twitter? Uh, you got a Facebook oh, page? No, uh, yeah, West. Go. I forgot about that. We do actually have a new Facebook page. Uh, it is just well, I don't know. How to do. It's facebook.co.uk forward slash we are the shed i think god it's it's that new um and we do have an email address you can contact us on mm-hmm. um you know should you have none of the above and that's uh, we are the shed dot cfc at gmail.com okay and i just have to tell you sorry dan if you just type in we are the shed to your search engine and facebook will come straight up brilliant yeah, nice one uh, and allison says love listening to you i richard. know new fan no. i was just about to say that brilliant Okay, well, well done. Well, Richard, I mean, I, I'm going to applaud you massively because I, I absolutely love what you do. And as I said, there you go. You know, anybody who tries to help getting the atmosphere sorted out at Stamford Bridge is fine by me. And the other thing I like is that actually the guys that are doing it are young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know? Honestly, the va- it's surprising. I mean, when I did start, I sort of... I, I, one of the questions I think you were going to ask me was how did it all begin? Oh, yeah, well, um, How did it all begin, Richard? Well, I, uh, we'll do that I'm, at glad, the end. I'm glad you asked that. Um, <laughs> the, uh, it was quite funny because basically, uh, you know when Mourinho originally um, trounced our support? Not mm. last year, the year before. Mm. Um, I sort of, I woke up early one day and I was, I was still annoyed by what he said from the night before. And I was like, right, that's it. So I went on a, um, like one of the shed forums, I think just a shed in the forum or something. I just wrote. I just. I didn't think about it. I just like wrote a really long emotional post and just decided, oh, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I had no idea what sort of people were going to be involved. And I actually, you know, there's the older generation tend to be quite because one of the first things I mentioned was negative. Hmm. One of the first things <laughs> I mentioned. We are, aren't we, Church? Yeah. One of the first. One of the first things I did mention was, and just again, I plucked it out of thin air. I went, oh, blah blah blah, blue and yellow balloons. Instantly, they snapped. They they got on top of that. Oh yeah, we don't yeah. want balloons. We don't have, we don't, you know, having no balloons at Stamford Bridge, Sonny. You, you look at you look at pictures from sort of like the early nineties, and you've got balloons at away games. You've got balloons at cup finals. Anyway, I mean, but but basically, yeah. I mean, to be quite honest, I'm I'm actually surprised. The vast majority of people are are very much you know they're very they're very young. I think the core of our group 
is is under the age of 30. And and that's great. I think, um, sorry, Chid just Oh, Chid just pulled out his inflatable. What is uh-huh. this? Celery. Oh, God. Oh, actually, that's really good. I like that. We were actually um, top secret. We were, we were going to look into getting some inflatable celery. Well, that, my friend, is an wow. original 1980s blow-up celery. So that is amazing. The, the people you're talking about might have moaned about balloons, but they were perfectly happy to with wander around celery. with blow-up celery. I'm going to get a picture yeah. of that a little bit later. Uh, that is amazing. Um, so there we go. But yeah, no, it is, it is very much um, a young group. and that's. But there are some old boys in there who are like really, really keen, really involved, and really, really lovely. Just anyone who has the enthusiasm, really. But yeah, it's great. Pete Trentro, the CSG, is in the front row. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's he sort of he keeps an eye on what we do. Yeah, we're but doing. if he stands up, nobody can yeah, see. Yeah, no one can. Yeah, sit down, <laughs> sit down, stretch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, I saw him on Saturday. Actually, I was on good form. You always see him rather hard. <laughs> I saw him in the pub afterwards. He was on great form, mate. Well done. Keep it going. That's all I can say. People can donate, can't they? Got a PayPal account and stuff on they, the on the web. On they the, certainly on can. The blog. I've it's seen. on the blog and on Facebook. Yeah. You can donate there. Even fifty p. Even fifty p. Even fifty p. Hurry up! It's only fifty p. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Magic. Well, well done, Richard. I'm not going to give you applause again because I wouldn't want your head to grow any bigger. Uh, but no, fantastic <laughs> effort. Now, um, we've got a few minutes to, uh, to indulge a man who thoroughly <clears throat> deserves to be indulged because before you read that out, I think we'll talk to you about it, but it was the 300th driver on the wing, wasn't it? It was. It was, seems like a lot. And I've been writing about Arsenal and Liverpool and a few other teams very, very often and always trying to find something new to say. Mm. But I must say, writing about Warsaw today was even more difficult. Yeah, because there's bugger all to say about For Warsaw. the uninitiated, I can't... Mm. I mean, you know, there are people in the Amazon rainforest who have heard of Driver in the Wing, so I'll be amazed if nobody's read it. But for the uninitiated, uh, tell us about Driver on the Wing. How did it start? What is well, it? Driver on the Wing started originally on the Chelsea chat site where I got I went up to Stoke, got absolutely frozen waiting outside the Britannia Stadium for a mate who I had his ticket. We were waiting outside the turnstiles, and it had been warm in London, freezing in Stoke. So after that, I started checking the weather before going to games and popped it up on the Chelsea chat site just as a service to other people with a little comment about what people should wear and then gradually evolved the what you should wear to um, how to avoid things like long peak Burberry baseball caps, moved it on to also how to distinguish yourself from the supporters of the other team. And it went on for there for a while. And then, as like with lots of people, I could have dropped out of the Chelsea chat site after a while. But one day I got a call from Tritzia saying, would I mind dropping a few lines for the CSG site? And, well, that was 300 uh, pieces ago, and it keeps on going. Lovely. And it's, it's evolved. It's got more political, more historical, more socioeconomic in its appraisal of life, but it's still, it's filled with venom still, but I've been told to tone it down so many times because the death threat's got too much for poor old Pete Trenta. So I try and do it now with a very deep sarcasm, which aren't, isn't necessarily appreciated by the uninitiated, but it's fervently meant by myself. Some people say that it's very humorous. I don't mean it to be funny. I say it with, with meaning. I hate people that much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, Clive, as you know, I mean, it's beautifully written. It's intelligently written. But, but the best actually, thing of all, it absolutely rinses the opposition fans. And for me, that's yeah. absolutely essential. The worst of it is, I've just realised how many typos I put in Oh, well, there. don't worry. That's so it's for, 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 one, for one time only, and as a special <clears> treat to Clive, but more as a point to a special treat for you lot, Clive, the author of Driver on the Wing, is going to read out... Uh, 
a particularly funny one about gooners. Well, firstly, with apologies for the fact I lost my voice a bit on If you, if you cave in halfway through, just nod uh, and I'll carry on. And also, I might stumble over some of the typos, but here goes. Arsenal supporters come in a number of shapes and sizes, but all share one overriding common trait. They are smug. Obviously, this smugness is difficult to sustain while at the same time as calling for the dismissal of their most successful manager. But they managed to maintain some element of smugness by winning internet polls and creating victories on spreadsheets. <laughs> the smug that, Arsenal's, that our Arsenal supporters fall into a number of categories. First, there are the bankers and lawyers from Canterbury and Barnsbury who became supporters on the move to the Emirates, both because the locals were offered preference for those new season tickets and because they were the, only the lawyers and the bankers could afford those season tickets. Before they started following Arsenal, they'd only been to that part of Lower Holloway for visits to the Holloway Road's Waitrose, a trip to the municipal dump, or a furtive expedition to Fettered Pleasures. Fettered Pleasures has now locked its doors and is only available on the internet, and the dump has moved across the road to make way for the Emirates. Only Waitrose remains. <laughs> Loho, as estate agents would have us call Lower Holloway, is moving up market. It's become an area of aspiration for that other group of Arsenal supporters, the hipsters of Hoxton. Well, the hipsters of Hoxton who haven't realised that the truly ironic follow football are the way to follow football when not brushing up on more obscure elements of the Bundesliga on FIFA 15 is to follow the non-league delights of Dulwich Hamlet FC or more proximately Clapton FC. It's interesting to note that the lawyers and bankers and the hipsters all share a common love of red trousers, often worn without socks. <laughs> Alongside the hipsters are their close neighbours from just a little bit west along Old Street, the techies and nerds from Silicon Roundabout, Britain's answer to the altogether more impressive Silicon Valley. Old Street Roundabout is a hideous example of 1960s urban planning, currently being redeveloped into a probably equally hideous example of 2010s urban planning. Built in an area of Wilson's white heat of technology, it is now an emblem of Cal uh, Cameron's technological revolution. Nerd chic is here and creeping into Hoxton and up the new north road to Loho, spread from Latte Bar to Latte Bar. The technocrats of Old Street Roundabout are the ones who organise the internet polls and the bots who ensure, that Arsenal's, uh, who ensure Arsenal's victories. They are the whizzes with spreadsheets that show how, despite never winning the league, Arsenal are, for some reason, to be admired. And yet there are other Arsenal supporters, often the ones left behind. The ones who watched Arsenal when they were good, rather than those who came to see them because they were supposed still to be good. Many of these can no longer afford the high ticket prices, nor to live in Loho, where there's ever-inflating property prices. These are the true old Arsenal fans, the incurable and barely functioning alcoholics who hung around, <laughs> hang around the George and Eden Grove, close to the newly relocated dump, drinking their ticket money away, having flogged their seats to touts and banging on about the injustice done to the Archway One. And the away boys and their supporters who flocked to hear their tuneless homophobia. Yes, these are the true reflection of the history of Arsenal. When Arsenal supporters bang on about class, this is the class that they represent. Thankfully, the away boys will have a calm ride along the river tomorrow, 
as they sail along, belching their hate through our city centre. One could only imagine what seasickness might, might do to their bile. The wind will be light from the north at eight miles an hour, and the highs will be around 18 degrees. Some sun, some cloud. It should be dry. The moon will be, wax, will be a waxing crescent and rise just after kick-off. The sun will set just after 7pm. The equinox is almost upon us, and autumn is definitely here. This is not a time for shorts, not a time for trousers that do not go all the way to one's ankles, not a time for the sockless. <laughs> Socklessness is a silly idea. It's not as comfortable as being socked. It's certainly not as hygienic. Added to that, there are today so many different styles and colours of socks to choose from that failing to wear socks limits one's expression and one's personal style. No longer is one constrained to wear black, dark blue or grey socks. Socks come in every hue and a multitude of patterns. Experiment! With the right length of trouser, there is much scope for something bright that will only be seen occasionally as a flash of colour. But don't wear, but don't wear red ones. Red trousers, and indeed anything red, should be avoided for tomorrow. If you feel the urge to wear mustard cords, jolly along to Twickers and the Rugger, you're obviously more suited to that. And please, bear in mind that pristine football scarves and rucksacks mark you out as an Arsenal supporter. Remember, you are Chelsea, and Chelsea is style. Hooray! <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. If only we could get that into a song version. Well, you know, I think you've got to want a banner at the shed end. Remember your Chelsea and Chelsea style would do. That's actually a pretty good one, I think. Followed up with no no red trousers. You you miss one thing. They all always they're always perpetually wearing headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Ty does particularly. (laughs) And poor old Kenny, Kenny, the bloke who got rinsed by the the Muppets with the you know. I I had to say I thought it would be embarrassing, but I know that guy. He's really yeah, Kenny. He used to be on Sports Tonight Live with me. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 actually a really low. He's he's a normal, sensible gooner. In other words, you can talk to him, and he's kind of not deluded and actually quite reasonable and knows. Based the most. This is why. Some, this is the basically the pretext under which I like opposition fans. He knows his place in the scheme of things. You know, he bows down to the might of Chelsea. You know, not many Arsenal supporters can manage Chelsea that. Chelsea youth were trying to give stick. Yeah, they were. I, I've got. Well, I'm old, but I just think they're a bit embarrassing. But there you go. Uh, I have to say that has probably been one of the most pleasurable uh, half an hours we've ever had on this show. Richard talking about a very important issue in a very well uh, articulated and also light-hearted manner. And then a live rendition of my favourite Chelsea writing, Drive oh, on the Wing. I'm, I feel very honoured, and I hope you spoil a lot out there too. I tell you what, there's been a few tweets going out going, oh my God, oh my God, a live reading of Drive <laughs> on the Wing. <laughs> you've, you've excited people tonight, Clive. How about those well, apples? All we needed really was Jonathan Kidd to do it pr- true justice. <laughs> well, you never know. We might get him to do that. When you're, when you're both on again together, okay, yeah. how about this, people? You're all listening out there. You can say, no, Chidge, we've had enough of your bloody Jack and Ori. Although to be to be fair, you know the person who moans about the book club is actually sitting right here at the moment with us, called Richard. <laughs> but actually, if you if you would like another reading of Driver on the Wing, I promise that when Clive and Jonathan are on a show together, which they're bound to be over the next two months, um, then I will I will get them to read that out. If you like that idea, you have to tell me on Mixland now. Okay, I've got a few brilliance. Mike uh, say yes. yes. Yes, Max said yes. So oh that, well, that's it then. All right, it's done. All right, now uh, after the break. We'll have our usual Chelsea Fancast roundup, including uh, how you can vote for the Chelsea Fancast in the Football Blogging Awards. You've noticed I've only plugged this 
about six times tonight. But uh, there's more plugging to do, and not just that. We'll see you in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Okay, we are back. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, the last part, the home stretch, and I am your host with the most, Mr. Stamford Chidge. Now, uh, this is usually a bit of a roundup, and I get to plug lots of stuff. Uh, but first of all, we usually have a few emails, and we've got an email from he's in the house and Mixler tonight, Mr. Mac Bergson. And this is a long one, so it's a bit like Chelsea Book Club, Richard. So, you know, <laughs> go and make yourselves a cup of tea, put your slippers on, settle in. All right, Chidge and the boys. I always hear you guys complain about Spurs supporters. Quite, quite right too. I mean, you absolutely, know, they're fun. God's sake! But in America, Gooner fans. I'm. I don't know about you lot, but I've had a thought about maybe instead of calling them the Gooners, I really want to call them the Spunkers for some reason. <laughs> you know, is that, that going to work? Could do. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's because I was tweeting that um, picture of the Arsenal emblem and turned into a cock with somebody wanking it. Arsenal, that wank, would do you know, it. yeah. And I just keep looking at that, thinking I'm going to have to call them the Spunkers, not the Gooners. Would I get approval for that? You can do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Anyway, so Max says Gooner fans are the absolute worst. I've never heard such whining and complaining after a loss than I heard yesterday. One former friend even private messaged me that if he ever saw me in a Diego Costa strip, he would rip it off my back and shove it up my ass. Uh, well, they, mm. you know, they are a bit kinky like that. The Arsenal. <laughs> I think. I think they like a lot of arse this might play, be don't ass. They? As an ass. American. Okay, should I do that again? Yeah. Uh, he would rip it off my back and shove it up my ass. Is that better? That's it. Okay. Stick it on his donkey. All right. Uh, okay, as if he freaking could. Okay. Well, there we go. Why is this sort of behaviour allowed and even encouraged by the media? Yet Chelsea and its supporters are ruining football. I might be able to accept such criticisms from the supporters of another team. I can see why Diego Costa is a flashpoint for criticism. He is tough, never backs down, and plays the game to the edges. Even I must admit there are times when he does stuff that I wish he wouldn't do. But yesterday was not one of those days. Costa was tough and stood toe-to-toe with the entire back line of Arsenal. Anyway, um, if you want to complain about diving, how about the way Koscielny fell down like he had been hit by a tank when he bumped chest with Costa? And if a Chelsea player stuck his studs into another player, they would be calling for his head. And even if Costa did draw the foul, then he is only even with Mr. Gabriel from their time in La Liga, as seen in this clip. When Chelsea fans get undone, we take it like men and move on. Think back to the Man City game, where if a few uh, calls such as the Fernando's elbow, Fernandino's elbow and Ramirez's goal went Chelsea's way, now it's 1-1 and CFC is a man up. Did we bitch and moan about it? I sure didn't, because City was the better team that day. Fair play to them. Let's move on. I do not assault Fernandino on social media, calling him everything up to and including the devil. If any Arsenal fan thinks that that red card cost them three points, they are delusional. They did not have one play in the first half that gave me concern that CFC was not going to take all three points. If anything, I thought Arsenal played better with ten men. But instead of aiming all their hatred towards Diego Costa... Maybe they should aim some of that energy towards Arsene Wenger, who once again was outwitted by our man Jose. You have to go back to 2013 for the last time Arsenal scored against CFC in a game that mattered. Finally, if anyone should feel exasperation for poor officiating, it should be Oscar, who got knocked out by Ospina and no fouls even called, no pen, no card. 
Well, I want to publicly say that I stand with Diego Costa, who I think should be called uh, or nicknamed Big Nasty. Interesting. And that is enough time worry spent on the silly Gooners. Congrats to Jose and the boys for a great match and hopefully a turning point to the season. Thank you guys, as always, for all of your analysis and time spent on this labour of love. It's a labour and we love you for it. Mac Bergson, who you can find on Twitter, at Proper Chelsea USA. Can I just say that Alison's just said, can't we have a whip round and get Mac a Diego kit? To which Jackarandachik has responded, can we have a whip round and get me Diego? <laughs> 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 Lovely. I think that might be a little bit out of our pockets, Jack. I've got to say, Mac, I thought I could have a rant, but blimey, that was a that was quality, wasn't it? I think the, the difference between Arsenal fans and um, Tottenham fans is Tottenham fans are snide. Yeah, Arsenal snide. fans are smug and whining. Whining? That, it's the whining. The whining, yeah. You know, they're just not men. I mean, you know, I, I don't mean as, as an insult to girls. They're just not men, you know? They're boys. Absolutely. Not even yeah, boys, yeah. no. Yeah, little boys. Melts a lot of them. And that's really why are. they're Arsene Wenger is their manager. Yeah. 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 Wenger boys. <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> 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 God, we're not on TV anymore. <laughs> or maybe we should be. I don't know. Uh, okay, right. Okay, so now for time for a bit of pluggery from your Uncle Chidge. Now, um, actually, I'm going to do something incredibly clever when by reading this one out and then live-clicking the links on Mixler. I've learned how to do it. Oh. Anyway, no, this is serious because, uh, as you know, we, we mentioned it earlier up in the show, uh, very, very sadly, the lovely Kirsty Wilson passed away yesterday after her very, very long, tough and massively well-fought battle against cancer. Um, now, uh, one of the things she was kind of instigating was a petition to Parliament, uh, which is basically saying that the cancer drug fund is not fit for purpose and it needs to be replaced. Uh, I won't go into the details of what that entails, but trust me, uh, this is a very, very important petition and it makes a lot of sense. And it was uh, de- definitely Kirsty's wish that this should be gone for massively. And I know Gary is tweeting out the links today, and I know a lot of us have been retweeting it on Twitter, but just to give you a lot of chance to see it again, um, I will put that link up in a minute. But for those of you listening to the show, it's https colon forward slash forward slash petition.parliament.uk forward slash petitions forward slash 107045. Um, so please sign that. They need uh, 10,000 names and 100,000 names to get it uh, read in Parliament. I'm afraid that only applies if you're in the UK. So if you're in the UK, go and do that. Now, the other thing is uh, that I think it's Kay Wilson or Katrine is doing a, uh, a shine night walk on the 29th of September in the fight against cervical cancer, which is basically what uh, Kirsty was suffering from. And she's raising money for cancer research, uh, in a, you know, basically in memory and in aid of, uh, of her, her niece, Kirsty. Now, the link for this is https uh, colon forward slash forward slash www.justgiving.com uh, forward slash Katrine Wilson. And the link is going up on Mixler now. So go and do it, people. Go and donate and go and sign that petition. It's for a massively good cause for a very, very brave girl who we love very much and we will miss terribly. So there you go. Enough plugging plugging on that. Well, that's worthwhile plugging. Now we get to the less... It's kind of a descending scale of worthwhile plugging because now it's the plug for the what plug? Can I, can I plug a little thing? Yeah, go, go on. on. Just to say that I'm going to miss a Southampton game because I have to be in Indianapolis, of all places, in order to speak at a conference, which it turns out... That Julie Carlson, who is at Chelsea Chick JC on Twitter, is going to be attending, and she's very she comes from California. She's lovely. Yeah, she's arranged for me to go with her to watch the Southampton game with the Indiana Blues. Oh wow! So Brilliant. hello, all the Andy, Indiana Blues. Look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks' time. Oh. 
If Absolutely. yeah, go, yeah, brilliant, isn't it? I go, yeah, because I tell you what, some of my best experiences watching Chelsea weirdly have been in yeah, a yeah. Yeah. in a pub in a foreign land, usually the states, and meeting up with some brilliant people. I, great. I sincerely love some of those American supporter groups are, are just are just so great because they they have to, not only do they try so hard to to feel a part of it because they they some of them know you know enough about Chelsea more more than a lot of people mm. the Chicago Blues in particular yeah. I know Brian yeah. Wolfe um, yeah, Vitesse and Jonathan on the show last yeah. season yeah. So, Vidush and Jonathan on the show last season it's that's Frankie, right Frankie, yeah. Frankie Frankie yeah. what are you going to do I, I once love Frankie I once met all the Buffalo Blues in a, in a bar in Buffalo there are about four or five of them but it was okay. still nice to meet them you, I, the way I heard that in my walk mine was I met a load of Buff Blues in, <laughs> in where no, there were Buffalo Blues in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Not Buff Blues in Buffalo. I met some Buff Blues in Buffalo. That sounds rather Arsenal for me. Anyway, yeah. right, okay, plug time. Uh, there are there are actually really five Chelsea Fancast t-shirts left. Uh, I've just given one to Dan because, uh, you know, it's a bit like when you win a, a, a cap, you know, in cricket. They don't give it to you immediately. You have to earn your spur. No, I can't say that word. You have to earn it. You have to earn it. <laughs> And you have earned the right, Dan, by being a wonderful, wonderful fancaster for a good couple of years now. So, no, yes, indeed. Uh, thank Round you, guys. <laughs> so he's now uh, the proud owner of a T-shirt and denied me 15 quid in the process. Can, I, I, can I do what, what? what's happened the last couple of weeks and go, when you, can you say there are five T-shirts left? There are. It's in the script. I'll, I'll have one. And then you okay. have to go, oh, there are four T-shirts left. Yeah, okay. All right, 15 quid and it's yours. <laughs> All right, anyway, there are five left. If you do want one, they are, they're, they're, you know, that's it. Once these five are gone, there are no more. And I've kind of semi-promised Jonathan Kibb one. So that means in reality, that, as Richard said, there are only four. Um, email me. Hurry up. At chelseafancast at gmail.com and I'll sort it out for you. The price is 15 quid, including postage and packing. So there you go. Now, talking of hurry up. Uh, you can get the latest, newest issue of CFC UK at home games from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube and also, of course, at away games. And if you can't get it there, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And if you're in the States, uh, you can follow the Twitter account at CFCUKUSA. And if anyone is interested in getting a CFC UK copy, a proper one, then you can contact Dan Lundberg, L U D. B E R G on Twitter at D L U N D B E R G underscore. Well done. I'm I'm getting better at that, Dan. Uh, what I will say, I've I've read half of it, and I would say that I really loved Dan, uh, Dean Mears' article. Very very funny. It was kind of a bit left field, and I like that. And I love Walters uh, Walters articles as I always do. I mean, I just I, and Tim wrote a cracker as well. Actually, good old Tim Rolls sausage rolls wrote a good one. I, I, I'm, I'm at the cusp now. I've got a, Roger England is next, and then uh, Marco and Kelvin. I'm waiting for that to, on the way home. Anyway, the Supporters Trust, uh, talking of Tim Rolls. Join the Trust. Get your voice heard by the club. It's five quid to become a voting member, or free for non-voting members. Uh, but you want to vote, really, so pay your five quid. Now, to do that, you go to ChelseaSupportersTrust.com, and that means you'll be able to attend the meetings, come to the events, vote on the issues that directly affect you, and make sure you get your voice heard. The newsletter is out once a month, and the results of the annual survey will be out very soon. Won't they, Richard? Very, yes, very, soon. very soon. I keep saying this every week. They'll be out there one day. Uh, follow them, of course, on Twitter, at Chelsea Trust. And I would like to say, actually, on the round the table, we've got Richard Weeks, who is one of the newest uh, members of the board of the Chelsea Supporters Trust. And in the house every week in Mixler, we've got the lovely CFC unofficial Debs, who is also on the board. And they are what... I mean, I, the, the enthusiasm and the passion they brought to it in the last two meetings has been astonishing and absolutely validates why we have an annual election and why new people get on. So well done, you two. 
Okay, uh, have I mentioned the flo- uh, have I mentioned the uh, football blogging awards at all on the show? What, what, did you? A while ago, I'm sure you did. Did I? What, what are these? Are they, are they the ones we vote for? Yeah, where we vote. Yeah, I think change? they might. I, I can't remember whether no, I voted for them or not. I, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, sure they're, they're the ones where again. we go to Twitter and we tweet. Okay, I am voting in at the FBAs for at Chelsea Fancast as the best. Hashtag That's football the one. podcast. That's the one. There That's we the one. Yeah. Or we can go to their website, which is www.footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote now forward slash. Vote hyphen now. Shall I try that again? You can try that www. again. www.footballbloggingawards.co.uk forward slash vote hyphen now. You did that without reading it. Yeah. Right? You know that off by heart. Yeah. That's impressive. I just pretend to read this to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. You haven't got glasses this week. You lost them. Apparently, <laughs> I had. So no. In all seriousness, I know we're taking the piss a bit, but it, I mean, this is just the nomination stage. All right. So uh, if we get enough nominations, then it goes to a vote, and then we'll lose because Arsenal have you know rigged the social media. But we did win it before when nobody had heard about. It. No, no, we did win it. We did win it before in 2012, and, and me and Tell and Darren had an absolutely. A hilarious night out in Manchester, which was akin to a Tales from the Shell. And I won't bore you with it again. I'm sure you've all heard it before. But it would be lovely. It would be lovely to have a crack at it. You know, I mean, it's very difficult because, as you know, Chelsea, to our eternal credit, have a very, you know, low number of nerdy fans. You know, I think we have quite a high proportion of proper fans. Whereas mm. other clubs like Liverpool, I mean, they're deluded. They're, they're a, Liverpool are a religious cult, as we yeah. know. Uh, cult. Uh, I, I did say cult, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Arsenal have got the nerdiest fans on the planet, and they do tend to, you know, kind of hijack a lot of awards. But you know what? Bollocks of that. Let's go for it anyway. The worst that can happen is we don't win. You know, we can but try. So, nominators. If you're on Twitter, you know what to do. Uh, I am voting for the at Chelsea Fancast. Uh, at the FBAs or whatever it is, you know it. It's on the Twitter handle, and of course, you've, I've already read you the website. The other thing is, of course, um, do nominate us for the judges' special award, largely because Neil Ashton's one of the panelists, as are a load of Guardian journalists. I would love to get nominated and on that one just to annoy them. <laughs> but you have to do something different for that. But you have to go to the Survey Monkey uh, URL, which I've put out on Mixler tonight. But for those of you listening, it's uh, Survey Monkey www.surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash FBAS 2015. So do your best. The nominations close, or the voting for the nominations closes on the 27th of September. So you have but one week, you lovely people. Do it. Do it now. God blimey. It's been a show tonight. It has. It's been fun. Um, What? Can I I add one thing? Yes. Okay, maybe two. Is it a plug? Uh, uh, one is and one is uh, back to uh, I got I got uh, someone highlighted that I said um, I spoke only of guys when I was talking about getting people involved in We Are The Shed there are many women in our group and they are also very welcome yeah you were saying guys in the kind of you know yeah, colloquial yeah. in the Americanish yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and also um, I think you talk about the signing up to the Chelsea Supporters Trust as being important which very much is hell yeah I think uh, the CPO especially at the transition of moving stadiums is ridiculously important oh, to try and get point. yeah um, I, I, absolutely right mate I, and I was going to put it in do you know what something else I've forgotten to mention Cool. I'm glad you've reminded me that I'd forgotten stuff because actually it reminded me that I'd forgotten this. CPO definitely, particularly now, I mm. think. Uh, and I think the other thing about the CPO, buying a share there, I know they cost 100 quid, but you can actually do a pay-as-you-go yeah, yeah. thing. So you can do it in installments, which I think for a lot of people like me who've got very little money is a good thing to do. And it's very important that you should do it because you might lose the chance forever if you don't do it now. It is yeah. that serious. 
The other thing is Campo Retro. As, uh, you know, I've been back on the old Campo Retro tweeting and Facebooking recently. Um, there's a uh, if you go to uh, well, just go and look at my uh, Chelsea Fancast Twitter timeline and also the Facebook group Chelsea Fancast uh, forward Facebook. You know where it is. It's the bloody <laughs> Chelsea Fancast Facebook page. But you'll have some links there. But basically, they've got 20% off uh, until tomorrow. So if you want to get yourself a... I mean, the, the, the range of shirts that they do is just wonderful. Shirts from the 60s, 70s, 80s. They've even got the, the Brazil-like top from when we were absolutely yeah. shit. Remember that? Clive Walker. Yeah. I always think of Clive Walker yeah. wearing that. Aussie's last uh, game for us was in that shirt. You know, so they got that yellow one. Uh, when we used to sing, it's just like watching oh, Brazil, the, the ironically. Green, with the green ones. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know they yeah. got. I mean, so they got brilliant. They got the canners, uh, you know, th- you know the yellow kit. So go there, twenty percent off until tomorrow. You'll find the links either on my uh, Chelsea Fagas Twitter line or Facebook. It's all there. Right, we really have to go because I have to drive back home tonight, which is a bit of a bummer. Which means there's no Mimi TV. But never mind. I shall return one day. And I have to get back to Canterbury. Be, be a lawyer up there again. Yeah, he's got to. Yeah, Clive, <laughs> Clive's got to go to Canterbury where all the Arsenal nerds live. You poor yeah. boy. I know. Keep your head held high. Oh, I will. Anyway, look, uh, let us know what you think of the show, or if you've got any questions, email me during the week, and I'll read them out, uh, chelseafancast at gmail.com. Uh, we will be back next Monday, when I'll be joined by the effervescent and ever-so-lovely Jonathan Kidd, the wise, knowledgeable, and wonderfully dry-humoured Clayton Beerman, and the absolute downright bloody legend, and proud to say I am a friend of his, Paul King Canners Cannibal. Uh, that's going to be a cracker isn't it now uh, we'll be reporting back on the games against Warsaw and Newcastle and I would say that even if we were playing Warsaw in Poland it would be less foreign than having to go to Newcastle Warsaw in Wisconsin Mm, not sure not sure not sure yeah two cracking games coming up actually both massive both we need to win so it'll be a good show next Monday I hope now don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast and make sure you check out the great blogs on the website uh, ChelseaFanCast.com and you'll find out all the information on how to listen and download the show iTunes, SoundCloud and all the other pod stuff and don't forget to join our Facebook group Facebook.com forward slash ChelseaFanCast now uh, it's been really I've, en- I've enjoyed myself tonight actually I have as well yeah it's yeah. been great fun great I have show. really it's, it's you know that's what a win does you know <laughs> yeah. oh. it's what a win does it's like a, a win bonus cheerful. a win bonus wasn't it uh, Though I listened to last week's podcast, and that was quite jolly too. I know, we're all jolly chaps, you see. Yeah. I, that's what I, but you know, I've always been the, of the attitude, if the game's shit, go to the pub, get drunk, forget about it, and have a laugh. You know? Back in the really dire days yeah. of 1982-83, some of the funniest banter yeah. was on the terraces then. I know. And we, I mean, we had wonderful gallows humour then, didn't yeah. we? You know, the Rotherham, I wasn't there, but I mean, the tales I've heard from people who were at the Rotherham 6-0 away, some of the oh, funniest chants I've ever heard, actually, you know. Score in a minute was one of them, I think. But uh, there was something about... I can't remember. Anyway, we digress. Clive, it's been fabulous to have you on the show it's been as lovely always. lovely to be here. And we've got you on in about a month, I think. Yep. I can't remember the schedule, but we'll be seeing you soon. Yeah. Dan. Always good to be here. Brilliant to see you, mate, as always. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you very soon. And Richard, your debut. I thought you did very, very well. It was fascinating mm-hmm. having you here with us rather than watching you... Tweet rude stuff on Mixler. Not just rude. I also big up Mikel. You did. Yes, you yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm big a big Mikhail fan of Mikel, well. as you know. You know, I, I am a big fan of Mikel. No, thank. Uh, thanks for having me on. It was great. Hopefully, come back in the future as well. I yes, we'd, you're it. welcome anytime, mate. We'll definitely get you back next on. week. Um, you lot out there in <laughs> yeah. not next week. Uh, you lot out there uh, in Mixler have been lovely as always. It's always a pleasure to see you on a Monday. You brighten up my evening, and we will see you next week. Now, thank you for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills!
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.